We're in a new era. It's 2019. <laughs> yeah. Things are things yeah. are changing. A lot's changed. But I've changed. I mean, um, I feel like a, every month is 10,000 years long now, so it's oh like a God, joke, yeah. but it's also like simultaneously Real. not a joke at all. So, <laughs> like it it actually hasn't been that long. Yeah. You might since say since we recorded the Venom app, but it feels like it's been a thousand years. So, you might say since that time we've been upgraded. Uh-huh. Yeah, I I don't know if I, I actually I would know. say that. I feel like I've <laughs> I feel like I've been progressively downgraded. Oh no. Well, okay. So like in this movie though, I don't even know if the upgrade is like good though. So maybe yeah. we have been. Anyway, this is let's watch two movies. I don't know. We watched two movies Woo! and we're back. We did it. And I'm Maddie. We 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 watched the second movie. I'm Mary Ellen. Uh, we held we held up our end of, of the promise. Mm-hmm. The, the Venom app still hasn't been out. No, so but people... but I saved it. The Venom app has been in a vault, waiting for us to record <laughs> the, the second half of it. And both apps are now. I mean, by the time you listen to this, both apps have been released into the world, and mm-hmm. the two movies are holding hands together. Watching movies is fun, but why only watch one when you could watch two? I'm proud of our past selves for kind of taking a guess on this one, although we did have a lot of listeners suggest it too. So props to the listeners who suggested mm-hmm. it as well. I think it's a good idea. But I think so too. They're kind of like a dark mirrors of one another. Yeah. These two movies. So Venom is is a movie about friendship. And I feel like the mm-hmm. arc of that movie is just spiraling upwards into this positive anti-capitalist message <laughs> of a poly triad making their way in the world and punching and cops punching fascists and mm-hmm. being kind of weird body horror but ultimately adorable <laughs> and like heartwarming in a sense mm-hmm. whereas yes. this movie is like it has a lot of the same beats except it's really different conclusions and in some cases arguably no conclusions like something's just being shown to you and I don't know what you're supposed to make of it or at least that was how I felt watching Mm -hmm. it but maybe you have sort of more of a coherent reading of it than I did I was kind of confused for a lot of upgrade about what the movie wanted me to feel other than horrified I guess yeah I think horrified is is what they're aiming for in a lot of regards well if you look at um the director writers other work it's all it's like the saw franchise Uh the insidious franchise so horror is kind of his his wheelhouse yeah Um, yeah so i think it's meant to be like a little spooky scary a little black Mm mirror-esque but it kind of annoyed me in some ways because i i don't know (laughs) if it was totally like earned like some of the some of the plot points i'm like okay um some parts i really liked and enjoyed me too which then made me kind of sad that the rest of the movie didn't live up to what I thought yeah. was a kind of fun idea. Like, I didn't even really need this movie to be that complicated, really. Obviously, I like no. Venom, a fairly uncomplicated and <laughs> just sort of complicated. joyful film in some ways. <laughs> right. That is, it has nothing really to say, but like it knows what it, the one thing it wants to say and says it and then is like, bye. This movie kind of has a lot of ideas and then doesn't 
conclude anything i don't think so i I don't know i mean we'll get to recommendations but i was really torn about them this week because i was like i feel like maybe it would be more fun to listen to this episode if you saw the movie but at the same time i don't know whether i recommend the movie or not but i guess we can go over the beginning of the movie and i'll i'll think about it before we get there and decide what i think about it yeah but it could go either way on this one anyway go ahead yeah and the the reason we chose this movie um we hadn't seen it uh, prior to watching venom we were really just trying to find episode of trailer talk our other podcast (laughs) our mini 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 pod it actually was Um, we did talk about it on this show right yeah so we knew kind of going in like a basic uh framework Mm -hmm. um but we were really just trying to find a pairing for venom because we really enjoyed venom yeah Uh, it it gave us life as the kids say Uh this looked like an intriguing version of like guy gets kind of taken over by external force a a being more powerful than him and then they have to learn to work together and he is not controlling his own body because this other powerful being inside him is controlling his body for fight scenes that look very similar to the venom fight scenes and are very cool to watch i think yeah i would say tonally they're a little different and and there's there's some really cool uh like camera work being done uh, that that seemed really unique to me. I, I haven't seen anything quite like. Some of uh, it was almost scenes. Matrixy and like old school yeah. Matrixy yeah. '90s cyberpunk kind of a vibe because this yeah. is a sort of cyberpunk future movie as opposed to Venom, right. which is more like horror sci-fi, where the being that's inhabiting you is an alien. Um, whereas in mm-hmm. this movie, it's a, a I guess it's like a cyborg implant, it's a computer, a computer yeah. that can talk to you and turn you into a cyborg, and so. Yeah, it's right. more robot-y than Venom. Right. Well, we can talk about the actual mechanics of the robot and, yeah. you know, how that <laughs> Which works. Which work perfectly and make total sense and are so <laughs> real that it's so scary. This could happen any yeah. day now. I, I oh, it's, it's already happening. There are men it, on the streets yeah, I punching mean, and kicking. And... I feel like this movie also really wanted me to be horrified by, like, yeah. a, com- a pretty compelling, like, real disability awesome thing that happens which is that like often disabled people get to like test out really cool technology that ends up getting used for everyone else and that's like a real thing that happens in our society that i happen to find cool and this movie is like trying to present it as horrifying and i'm like right i don't find that horrifying i don't think that's a form of technology where we're going too far quote unquote like i don't see this as a jurassic park situation where it's like (laughs) what if the alternate limbs get to good i'm like that's great i think that would be rad i don't know movie i I think the fear is like what happens when they cross over with like capitalism or like what happens when they cross over even fully engage with that though no no (laughs) so they kind (laughs) of bungle their own horrific idea i think right I think there's like attempts uh, and there's yeah. attempts at like, ooh, corporate, uh, like conspiracy. But then they but also kind of barely like barely, twist. though, like, yeah, the the I feel like the ultimate enemies in this movie are that you're supposed to be horrified at the idea of someone being a cyborg, which I'm not. I think it's cool. So I was like already right. struggling with that. But whatever, yeah. we get to it. I think it, this is definitely a movie where tech is is ultimately the enemy. And and that's why I kind of brought up some Black Mirror. Yeah. 
uh, uh, vibes. It's it's like uh, like human beings and, and their flaws are the enemy, but also like tech is really bad. And yeah. it's like, is it or is it just a tool that people utilize in yeah, ways this that can movie either be kinda good or negative? Starts to be like, but maybe the real baddie is capitalism, and then like quickly left turns and is like, Okay, but but it's not that bad. Capitalism is also there, but like who cares? And like let's mm. get back to the robots and it's right. I don't know. I can't as a noted robot fan, I can't get on board for that being something I'm being told. It's hard also, for me. Also, they never they seem to think cops are good and that yeah, like a, oh boy, a surveillance no. state is good. <laughs> okay, we should go like, over the actual plot beats of the movie then because okay. I okay. there's not that many to go over really. So uh, Oh, I guess we should also say another reason we picked this is because Logan Marshall Green <laughs> looks, looks like, like a knockoff Tom Hardy. Yeah. He looks kind of so more like thing. Christian Grey in this movie though. Yeah, I could see that. It's and sort of like if you mix Grey, And I was like, whoa, am I just gray. imagining he looks like Christian Grey because his name is Grey, or does he actually kind of look like him? And I feel like he there's does. Some a little interesting. Bit. There's some interesting names in this movie. I don't know about like is Grey supposed to be like oh he's morally Grey. His or name like... is Grey Trace, which is not a name at all. So his mom hated him. Yeah, so we and know his that mom's from in the, the movie, and she his seems cool there. and like chill. She seems... Why did she name her son Grey Trace? She was on drugs. I, I don't, don't know. know. Yeah, she was really high at the time the future's weird yeah. man so it's in Everyone's like high. the semi-distant but like not that distant future where everybody's right. using self-driving cars and there's drones mm-hmm. everywhere and but we start the right, very right. beginning of the movie there. yeah we, we don't know that yet the... we don't know what no. time period it is it could be a, it could be our time we see but we get a hint be- well we get a robot lady's voice mm-hmm. telling us the title of the movie yes. with like audio waves and so we're like oh there's robots there's ladies uh-huh. uh there's Alexa is talking to us except it's like fake Alexa Siri lady is introing us right she's like upgrade and it's like okay <laughs> she's like reading and the opening it- credit I found that very weird by the way yeah because she reads all the production companies it that were involved it felt like very <laughs> 90s to me I was yeah. it, again yeah. it was kind of like matrixy like first X Mm-hmm. Man movie like we're seeing like opening credits with like a CGI spiraling city but like it's it's like yeah. computer animated and shit and I was like alright alright movie you're kind of taking me back waves, her sound waves turn into like a hole that we dive yes. into yeah so uh, already we're like uh oh yeah technology we're diving forms into a, black a, hole a hole oh no that we dive in <laughs> it's bad bad stuff <laughs> tech pretty Watch spooky out. and and the music the music is kind of spooky I throughout like the, i do like the music in this movie yeah i'll say it that. was giving me a little bit of like annihilation yeah. vibes a little, a little droney stuff i enjoyed going on. that i i liked whoever did the soundtrack for this shout out to them but it also reminded me of uh blade runner the new blade yeah, runner yeah cool the, music uh, in that like movie. the kind of mechanical um sort of i haven't seen the original blade runner i assume the music is I have. similar I, I don't it's know. it is similar i feel like the new movie they really took the music to the next level yeah, um it sounds Really, really awesome. Anyway, so yeah. that's that's what it's reminding me of. Anyway, so yeah, we start and then we get to Gray, mm-hmm. and he's working on a car. He's in his garage working on a car, not a self-driving car, just an ordinary Firebird. No. Um, and he's listening to a vinyl record. Vi- vin- vinyl, vinyl, vinyl. Oh my god, I vinyl, do that. A vinyl that's- record. He's he's <laughs> popping that into the record to- player. You know that's been a lifelong issue. <laughs> Wait, vinyl, seriously? and I'll say vinyl. <laughs> yes. I've seen 
even look at my notes like, okay, say vinyl, say oh vinyl. Oh my God, this, that's adorable. I know. I, I used some... to say prejudice as a kid and my parents still make fun of me for it. I think I've even said that on this show because we've mispronounced stuff yeah. before. They still mock me by saying that. I just didn't know how to pronounce <laughs> it. I feel like this happens a lot with kids who learn how to read really, Readers. really young yeah. and they don't talk to other people, which I think probably describes both of us as children. Yes, where you, you create a pronunciation for a word in your head and you're, you've pronounced mm-hmm. it that way for years and then finally you say it aloud to someone and they're like, what the fuck are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> Get away from me. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then you're listening. continuing to be socially ostracized forever. Yeah. And right. It, you you're laugh just into set, adulthood set and you're still saying vinyl alone in your, in your apartment. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So Grace putting the old vinyl on. Grace is also on. an antisocial man. Maybe he doesn't know yes. how to pronounce vinyl. <laughs> He's like, I love my vinyls. <laughs> it's like just a from the distant past and no one remembers how to pronounce <laughs> vinyl anymore. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I don't remember. He's listening to some blues record. Some, like, of some yeah, kind. bluesy. But like we get like his he likes aesthetic real is like, instruments and like yeah. real music and he's an every man who's covered and in engine grease and yeah. he's working on this he car. He gets a cut and he like sucks his, the blood out mm-hmm, of his thumb. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Ah, I'm, I'm, I'm hardcore. I love the taste I'm a man's of blood. man." <laughs> he's a vampire yeah that's just a separate thing that's you going know, on yeah yeah mm-hmm. and so have you ever seen that futuristic vampire movie with ethan hawk no i thought Where you were gonna vampires... talk about like the underworld movies which is another kind of oh. futuristic although i guess that's werewolves I haven't seen those. anyway yeah but she's a vampire yeah too, i thought she? so she's really pale yeah whatever anyway shout out to vampires um <laughs> shout out to cyberpunk vampires that's not the movie this is but it could be no. it could just as could've easily been. have been that and it would have right. been fine i guess sure anyway yeah. so he finishes he he gets in his car he finishes the thing and he gets in and he, and he turns it on it, it's up, like, it works and he says i love you to the car yeah guys he loves a machine whoa he's talking to a machine it's very i was like our this movie's gonna be so on the nose like every it's single line is gonna be like yeah get it <laughs> except the problem is that then later in the movie i actually didn't understand what i was supposed to be getting but at right. least for the first 20 minutes of the movie i was like all right I'm, i understand what i'm being shown here and, right. and for this scene i got that part um he so he's his garage mm-hmm. and we see a car approaching but it's like a future car yeah the future cars look kind of like little tanks in this movie they're very spooky looking because they have like totally rounded tops and they have like reflective surfaces Mm -hmm. that i don't know they look weird i mean i think they're supposed to like they're rendered in like n64 (laughs) like they're all like polygons (laughs) and stuff like you know (laughs) it's really weird (laughs) it looks like they have like a bulletproof cover or something but i don't think it's supposed to be it's just supposed to be like a weird other cover that you can't see through for some reason why would that be legal like but you can't, you, sometimes they'll wave their arms and then it's it's clear again. But it just seems like in a world where drones are surveilling everyone, why would there ever that's be moments true. when you can't see through a car window? That seems like it wouldn't work within the world yeah. building that's in a set. But who cares? It doesn't matter. This movie is going to have a lot of world building elements that simply look cool, but don't necessarily play a role in how the world would work. And this is one yes. of them. This is one, of, but it's a self-driving car. Uh-huh. Ooh, the future. A lady is inside. A lady's inside. She's having a video call with a guy who, who never says, matters. You can't be <laughs> right. Who he never, never matters, and we back. never see again. No. <laughs> and he says, "You can't be a capitalist and an idealist. Yes. At the same time." And she says, "I can." Yep. So that's, there. That's that conversation. That's literally <laughs> it. It's two lines, and then he disappears and is never heard from again. <laughs> 
he's just like theme guy. I was he's really waiting for that theme. line or conversation to no. matter. I'm no. sorry, it doesn't. I don't. We don't I see her navigating being a capitalist no. and an idealist at her job at work. It's not no. a conversation she has with any other character. I don't know what that means or how that no. affects her life or what context it came yeah, up like in. What was? How was that the conversation ender? Was him saying that yeah. sentence and then her being like, "Maybe I can." Bye. Bye. <laughs> well, she's like, "I got home." Bye. And he's like, "Oh boy." Like, he, yeah. You know, and then whatever. So Gray walks out to meet his lady friend in the driveway. We realize they're together. His wife. As she arrives, the robot inside her car talks to her, and Gray mouths along with it because he knows what it's going to say, which is like kind of a cool, creepy shot where you're like, "Whoa, mm. he seems like a robot." And it's again very on the nose, but I was still mm. like, "That's kind of cool." Like a yeah. cool way of shooting that. Mm-hmm. And then they they meet each other in the driveway and And they're all like cutesy. Yeah, she's, they're cute she's together, like, I guess. She's extremely Hot. like wife. She's yeah. but she's so <laughs> She's also wife. so like, well, I, but she is also not at the same time because it's established pretty quickly here that like he's the stay-at-home man-child. Yeah. And, and she, she wears the, the pants is the joke that she right. makes to him because apparently even in the far future people are still gonna have gender role problems right. with financials and she's like it's so great how i earn all the money and you don't do jack shit other than work on cars all day which he refers which to I as a respect. job and she makes yeah. fun of him for referring to it as a job even right. though it is a job right he's selling the car to someone so like right. what the fuck it's weird yeah she's kind of like i don't get your bullshit yeah but also is like sort of tenderly mocking him for it so i was i wasn't sure what to make of that at first i thought her mocking was legitimate because i was like oh is she just financially supporting him and he works on cars for fun and he doesn't have a job and he's just like her beautiful houseboy like is that the situation but (laughs) then in the next 10 minutes or so it's revealed that actually working on cars is his job and he basically just creates these custom made old school cars that still technically run for rich people who want to own them for fun and that's a really niche weird business but it's still a job you can apparently have so like who cares i don't know right I, it's weird it's, but she's also like he like this is your last paying customer or something but like what yeah, does that I mean guess, i guess she means like no one else will ever want to hire you to do this which is kind of like, like no a heavy thing to be saying to your live-in boyfriend they have a weird yeah. vibe where like they do but she's all like giggly and happy and like i love you and yeah like, yeah she doesn't have like I, what i'm saying she doesn't have a lot of characterization no. um she's just sort of like pretty they're both wife. archetypes essentially and yeah i, I oh, would yeah. argue that they, throughout the movie neither of them ever rises above what their archetype was and also right. that their relationship doesn't even seem like something that would work if this were a movie where we were going to see them together the whole time which it's not so like right. I don't, well, they're meant to present as they're like, presenting they're, they have, as archetypes, which in Venom I think is done interestingly, where like she works, the girlfriend works for the bad guy, but doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily want to, and the reason why you're sympathetic to it is because you can tell that they have other things in common, like they both care a lot about their work, and they have this like sexy <laughs> BDSM situation and like <laughs> chemistry conversation wise, and so that yeah. tension is interesting. Whereas in this movie, it's like presenting a similar setup of she works for it turns out a tech company called cobalt mm-hmm. that is developing prosthetic limbs and other 
cyborg enhancements that we learn about over the course of the movie. And mm-hmm. he is just this everyman proletariat guy who works on cars and doesn't like the robot that talks to him in, in the household and right. is a real man who who listens to his his records and doesn't doesn't want to print vittles. a pizza. Like she's like, do you want to print a pizza? And he's like, yeah. let's make a pizza from scratch. And she's like, that's kind of a lot of time. And I was like really yeah. sympathetic to her. I was like, I don't. Just print it, man. Like, she just got home from work, dude. Like, maybe she's hungry. Like, just fucking right. get the pizza some other fucking way. Like, I live in our society and I don't make pizza from scratch. I fucking right. order it. Like, what do you say? I don't know. It was fun. But it's all like he's into the whole aesthetic of handmade yes. and, yeah. and, you know, whatever. And she's like, let's loves print a pizza. real human experiences. And yes. she's She just wants fake. to print the pizza. She's, she's just a just faker. A fake superficial bitch who <laughs> deserves nothing yes. i don't know i feel like the movie's kind of just saying that directly it's we're, we're not supposed to like her i, well, know, I think we're we? supposed to i don't I, know i i didn't feel any real feelings toward her me either negative or positive but i was just, I was like, just oh, kind of like wife. here she is she's an archetype of, <laughs> here a, she of is. what a woman who will be fallen in the sense that she believes in this beautiful tech future and it will betray her kind of like that's the yes. first plot beat of the movie um yeah. is kind of that but anyway yeah dumb women always believing in beautiful <laughs> being tech optimistic features. instead of realists who know yeah. facts so he wants to take her with him to drop off the car because it's finally ready yes. Re- early mm-hmm. earlier than thought and right. so he's going to drop it off with this rich guy, but he can't drive the self-driving car or program it to follow his car because he's refused to learn how to do this, and even mm-hmm. though he's lived in this time period for, I don't know, 30 something years. Like, I don't, <laughs> this annoyed me. Like, I really had trouble with this as a character trait, like him, yeah. the purposeful Being helplessness obstinate. of him. Yeah. Because it reminded me of like guys I've dated who do things like this, <laughs> where they're like, yeah. You know, I I just can't be bothered to figure out how to do things that you know how to do. And Mm -hmm. I need you to come with me. And she's like, I have work I have to get done tonight. And he's like, I can't do this without you. Like, it annoyed me. I was not an endearing character trait for him. She has to to be a capitalist and an idealist somewhere. She goes with him now. And she she programs the self-driving car to follow them and rides with them Mm -hmm. in in the nice car. The the real car. Ooh, yeah. The man's car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they show up at like this beautiful well like we see them we see the city and then we're like, oh, it's definitely yeah. the future. Yeah, there's it's drones got, flying around, police there's, drones. There's police drones, and then you've got like vertical uh, gardens going mm-hmm. on on some buildings. Cool you can ass see buildings. And, Everything's yeah, dark crazy. and gritty because, of course, future. it's the middle of the night it, when they're in mm. the city, and then when they're in the desert later, it's like bright outside because cities know. are dark. It's very Gotham, but yeah, it looks cool. It's a very cool city. Yeah. Uh, um, and they and they drive out to like the countryside and they get to this beautiful like desert basically vista yeah and the, well the, is there water there I don't is know there, it's no, deserty it looks kind of like a beautiful Utah Grand Canyon type of a spot and yeah it's pretty yeah and there's these two massive rocks and kind of an an arch yeah um and he and she's like does he live behind the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> And then Gray's like, you'll see. Yeah. And they go over and there's like a staircase that Between opens up. the rocks. Between which was the rocks. cool. I mean. Yeah. It's, if you're into that. I, I don't know. If you're going to live in an underground lair somewhere. I don't know. But even like Gray lives above ground and his house looks like a cavern. I know. Like, Everything's very cave-like. 
And right. I guess we saw his house earlier when she was talking about printing the pizza. Yeah. They have like a table that's like a tablet. Everything's gray and granite. There's robot voices, whatever. The robot talks to them wherever they go. Alexa's very high tech in this universe and yeah. she controls all their stuff. Tells them if they need eggs or not. Right. It's kind of like what's almost happening now where like you can have the a thing smart that... house. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <gasps> Do you remember the Disney Channel original movie Smart House? <laughs> no. What is it about? Oh my god! It was. It, uh, I mean, it's about. It's about. It's basically like this movie. Great. It's about a smart house, uh-huh. but then the smart house like develops consciousness, and Who she wants to be thought? the mother to the children. That is, a and twist. she becomes like evil. Yeah. <laughs> that always is what it is. <laughs> it's great. Like I feel like someone should make a movie where literally anything other than that happens. I don't yeah. even care what it is. It just right. should not be that. It's I, called anyway. Robot Friends. Everyone's friends with the robot. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so they get down, they walk down the stairs into the cavernous, mm-hmm. but there's like bush shrubbery in the Yeah, cavern. this is a very like Ex Machina interior. This was around yeah. where the movie kind of reminded me of Ex Machina. There are a couple other places where it does, but again, a comparison that is unfavorable to this movie because Ex Machina right. is saying so much. And this oh movie is just kind of borrowing on the symbolism of other movies that have already established this kind of thing. Where mm-hmm. like, you know how the entryway of Ex Machina, there's like all those trees inside the weird like gray warehouse where Oscar Isaac lives and you're mm-hmm. like whoa weird there's these trees all of a sudden then you kind of go back to the warehouse that's kind of what this entryway is like as well where you walk mm-hmm. in and there's some trees and it but it's still gray slate in the background and mm-hmm. it's very like whoa. oh look at this green beautiful thing contrasted with this gray I don't know future thing yeah Yeah. and it's it looks cool I mean I thought it was cool in Ex Machina and it still looks cool here except the movie itself but it feels surrounding the cool visuals is kind of not great (laughs) so I don't know anyway whatever uh so we get in and we see a young man who's playing with a cloud a cloud a literal cloud. Yeah, I don't know. Data is gonna be in the cloud now, <laughs> but like a real cloud that you can touch. And it's yeah, gonna... he's kind of just fluffing it. Like <laughs> yeah. I don't really know what he's. He's kind of like petting it, like a little cat or something. It's this was like very I don't Weird. know. Yeah. Uh, and and the guy um Gray comes in. He's like, "What's that?" The guy's like, "It's my cloud." <laughs> he doesn't okay. elaborate on it. <laughs> anyway, this guy's name is Aaron, which is spelled like Elon. Yeah, but not. I called him. I called him Teen Lon. He's, he's a like, baby. He's, he's a, a child. baby boy. And I, it's weird. I, these are all actors who look kind of familiar, but I don't know right. any of them from anything. Like, yeah. Harrison Gilbertson plays this character. I don't know sure. who that is. You could have like, told no me anything. This name. movie is actually quite famous. Anyway, it's right. Um, uh, but he's like a little off. His mm-hmm. presentation is off. He's a little brusque. He's a little like so, spacey. Like, I feel like this movie fucks up because I immediately clocked him as a villain because he's right. so rude in this scene and like yeah. weird that I was like, oh, he's going to be the antagonist of this right. entire movie he's playing with a cloud but then later you're actually supposed to trust him yeah so that then later later you don't or do who knows <laughs> and i was just kind of like i think it would have been a more interesting movie if they'd played it a little more ex machina and really made you either like the guy or feel weird about the guy at first and kind of seen some other side to him you know what i mean like right. I, I just think that would have been more interesting than having him immediately be this socially awkward 
clipped voice weirdo who just seems right. rude and shitty to them initially and like refuses to turn around and look at Asha when Gray's trying to introduce his wife to the guy and yeah. he just seems evil immediately and like right. he doesn't care about them or anything other than technology which is like his also his character throughout the movie is he only cares about technology so like that's not interesting I don't know I just I yeah, felt like they messed no, that up there's no real growth here there's yeah. no real arc with him yeah um or our perception of him. Yeah, really. which they could have done. And that would have been so much more disturbing to have a mm-hmm. character who's charismatic because like that's why people like Elon Musk are creepy in real life is because there are people who sort of fall in love with them and, and like the idea of them so much. Mm-hmm. But this yeah. character, I didn't buy I don't it. Get anyway, it. Cloud Boy um, turns around finally. Yeah, because Asha's talking. She's like, oh, my God, you run Vessel, which yes. is like a tech company. That's crazy. I work for Cobalt. We're no Vessel, but we're getting there mm-hmm. or something like that. And he's like, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, cool, okay. It's um, like, Jesus. And, All right. right. And and she's kind of like taken aback. And, and he's like, here, let me show you. Come to my lab. <laughs> Come into my secret <laughs> evil lair, which, again, I was like, why would he invite them in to see I, this? I but he's like, let me show you this extremely experimental technology that i haven't showed anyone maybe it's like an ego thing because she was like oh we're well, almost it's kind of explained by the plot later right. but even in this moment i was like they aren't even trying to justify yeah doing this but i guess you're right i guess we're supposed to think it's an ego thing where he's like check this shit out i invented a tiny little cockroach robot that could <laughs> do everything it could yeah. do absolutely everything but he doesn't anything. really elaborate on no. what it does he just says it could do everything. Well, he says it could drive cars. It can yes. calculate. It can. Okay, uh, but like a lot whatever. of stuff can do that now. Right. So I was kind of right. like, that's it. It can drive a car and calculate like math problems. <laughs> cool. Okay. My okay, calculator dude. can do that. <laughs> yeah, like a fucking iPhone can do that shit, dude. But uh, all right. And Gray goes, can it make babies or something? Yeah, Gray <laughs> fucking <laughs> and pops in and he's like, can it listen to Vinyl? Can it experience joy? And Aaron just kind of looks at him like, like what the fuck, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Which I, I don't think that was supposed to be funny to, to right. me, but it was funny. The, well, like, the best is his two examples were make babies and watch and play football. Which I thought was weird. Okay, first of all, a robot can play football. And right. second of all, dude, have you seen the new Blade Runner? It's like all about the babies thing. Right. So like calm but down. If I were like <laughs> if if somebody turned to me and were like, Meryl, can you define what makes humanity unique? Mm-hmm. I would not go to make babies and play football. Those what would, would not you be go to, two. do you think? Uh podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, good um, point. I actually don't think a robot could make a very good podcast. Like, jokes aside, I, would, I don't think so. Not yet. Until they, they can. Then they have those two robots having a conversation with one another, and then they develop their own language. That rules. Yeah, I remember yeah, hearing that about was that. that creepy. That was spooky yeah. stuff. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes robots, robots can be funny, but, like, usually it's in unintentional ways. And right. It's not. Right. It doesn't quite work. Robots haven't really figured out, like, true not comedy like us, yet. Not hilarious intentionally. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, so, I'd say podcasting. That way, that's what makes humans humans. I agree, um, and also art, I guess, but mostly podcasting, Whatever. which I is mean, art. podcasting is art. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So anyway, I don't remember how the scene ends, but they leave. They're uh, like, bye. They're like, I gotta go. This is getting weird. Well, Asha, Asha is like, is like really impressed. The wife, yeah. she's like, wow. And Gray's like, whatever. Uh, I, and they're I like, we gotta only go. care about human stuff and not robot stuff. <laughs> Football, it's my character. Babies. <laughs> Goodbye. But there, there's no talk of babies between them. 
Uh, I know. There's usually no talk of couple... babies in this movie. Like, there's right. none of that. No, I feel like to add to the tragedy, they would usually in a movie like this, they'd be like, oh, and the baby. And she's but, pregnant or right. something. Yeah. But no, it's, there's none no, of that. They don't really do that. So anyway, they drive. They got to go home in this uh, automatic car, this electronic car, because yeah. now they're dropping off the Firebird. So they have to go home in this robot car that Gray hates. And, and Gray tries to grab the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. And the car's like, no, bruh, don't grab the steering <laughs> wheel. And it's like a metaphor. Get yeah. it? I, I guess. I mean, it is it even is. a metaphor if it's so <laughs> anvilicious at that point? Like, do you even legally get to call it one? But yes. yeah, sure. The man keeps trying to control things, mm, but he technology, can't. Yeah, but he can't. And he so can't. Ash is like, baby, relax. <laughs> enjoy the ride metaphorically, but also literally come back here and kiss me. <laughs> That's what she says. That would be a really fun line if she said that. Um, (laughs) And she's like, the cool thing about these cars is that you don't have to wear your seatbelt. And then they start (laughs) fucking. And like, as they're fucking, the car is like, please put on your seatbelts. You're going to die. Help, please. And like, they just ignore it and and fuck in the car. They're like, ha, you silly robot. We're humans and we don't care about that sort of thing. But But then then the car, they're like, oh, we're going to go home. But then we see the car takes like a weird turn yeah it's gray who notices it at first he's like where the right. fuck are we going and asha at first is like oh who cares probably just a shortcut but gray's like no this is my old neighborhood like i recognize mm-hmm. where we are and this isn't even remotely close to where we live like what the fuck so he's like climbing back in the, into the driver's seat and being like car what are you doing cancel this go home and ash is trying to use voice commands but the car is like error error <laughs> not no, listening no you are going to go wherever i say goodbye right. bye <laughs> goodbye <laughs> he hangs up the phone basically yeah <laughs> but i and, can't hear you i'm sorry bye <laughs> i couldn't make out what you said i have a place i have to go there's a, a sweet the concert signal's, here signal's bad sorry <laughs> Yeah, so the car just I fucking play a drives. robot in a movie. That would be I so fun. And yeah. it would be fun if the lines were better, but the robots <laughs> all have normal robot lines yeah. in this. Yeah, it's and not that exciting. So the car's just driving, and of course this is terrifying. Like, now they have it no control over where they're going. Yeah, it starts right. speeding up. And then it ends Ash up... Ash is panicking. Everyone is, yeah. And so, well, not the car. The car's like, I'm fine. The <laughs> I love this. This is the greatest day of my I'm life. free. <laughs> <laughs> but is it? Is the Ooh. car truly? free oh. and so it ends up getting into an accident the car yeah, does it's it like starts speeding up, speeding, up, into... speeding up and just in time um gray buckles in wifey yes so yeah. she's safe but then the car like stops abruptly and does like a crazy turn and like flips over it like intentionally i think hits yeah this metal beam that's on the ground because oh. now they're in this kind of like a weird industrial abandoned area where there's just a bunch of shit on the ground and then after well, hitting like this a... the car flips over yeah and... it looks like a camp like like a, a homeless camp yeah maybe the i don't know it's like it's like a a great place for some criminal shit to go down right. in a cyberpunk movie it's mm-hmm. very cool very yeah great yeah. Uh, trash can so, fires etc yes yeah so they're <laughs> stuck did you say vampires no i said trash can fires oh <laughs> did you say vampires? trash can fires and vampires that's and why vampires. you they rhyme trash yep. can fires and yeah. vampires and so then we see like a bunch of drones flying in and and they're and the they call the cops i think they call no, the think, cops maybe or I the, think cops the cops just, cops just already just find know them. so like this is a pretty confirmed part of this 
scene where it's like, okay, now we know they live in a police state is that like all these drones everywhere are watching everything that happens. And Mm -hmm. that's just something that happens throughout the movie. That's never really commented on as being Mm -hmm. in any way bad. And if anything, we later find out that everyone has chips inside of them yeah, to track them. And like, again, these are basically presented as either neutral realities (laughs) or kind of even good because sometimes it helps the characters that these things exist, which is crazy to me. Like to present a movie that's like technology is bad and to have really no condemnation within the world of the movie itself about (laughs) this other form of technology that is like terrifying and could really go wrong. But in the movie, it just kind of never does and it's always mm-hmm. just like the things that go wrong it's like well if only the police had even more overreach they could right. have figured that one out like that's kind of what is being asserted anyway the, mm. the little police drones are hovering overhead but right. there's also another car of some Uh-oh. bad guys who yeah. are not wearing police uniforms so we can kind of tell they're probably not going to be helpful they're wearing like mm. face masks and black and stuff they pull up and they rescue asha Quote and Gray from the car but then they're bad guys also. Well, one one takes Asha to the side and the other guys just start beating the shit out of Gray. Well, at first he offers them their wa- his wallet and stuff. And he's like, yeah. you take the car, you take anything they want. And they're like, we don't care. We're just going like, to beat wow, the shit out of you. that's generous of you. <laughs> yeah. And then one of them removes his face mask. And I think throughout this, we can see, like, they say something like, hey, we're being watched. Like, don't take off your mask, fellow right. criminal. Because they're like mm-hmm. gesturing to the drones overhead. Yeah. But this guy with the mustache still takes off his mask and for mustache some reason guy. is fine. This uh, guy's so fucking name, annoying. But we don't find out what it is until way later. Yeah. And then I didn't even understand this line he says well, to so, Asha. Yeah, he, he, grabs, he grabs Asha and he's like, I know what you think of me. <laughs> you think I'm a little piece of poop on your shoe, you <laughs> bitch. But I, I'm amazing. You're you an think- educated bitch, he says. He's like specifically landing <laughs> right. on educated and stuff. Yeah. And you think you're better than me and I'm yeah, just this, yeah. this lower class little nothing yeah. poop. But that doesn't really make any sense. No. Though. I don't that's his whole so, thing so I was kind of like okay so is the and then he kills her they kill and her and he just shoots her right in the stomach boom yeah and we don't really like, see no. all the weapons in this scene which is kind of interesting because later that's going to be explained away as like yeah. sort of a specific kind of futuristic weapon that's cool um, uh-huh. but it's the sh- scene is shot I think in a cool way where you can't really tell what's happening but it's you, very frantic you get the plot beats of like oh Ash has been shot and then you see like Gray struggling towards her and and he eventually gets grabbed and shot in the back, which is very intentional. And like, they could have easily shot him in the head, but they very intentionally shoot him in the spine. And yeah, they like hold him down. I like immediately clocked that as weird. And I mean, I think you're supposed to, because it's like, what the fuck? Why? Right. So as he's bleeding out, he sees her dying and it's sad. Yeah. And he can't move. He's like, I can't move. Asha, you got to stay with (laughs) me, wife. And the dead wife dies. Yep. Which, uh, you know, is annoying because, like, but, uh, yeah. women dying. Not a spoiler dying. yet because it's in the trailers and everything. Right. And I figure we'll at least get to the right thing that's in the trailer before we cut for spoilers. But, yeah, I mean, this character is introduced to die. That is the purpose yeah. of her being in the movie. It's dumb. Yeah, it's a classic, like, fridging. It's yeah. like, you know, just give this man motivation by killing his woman. And it's like, great. Yeah. All right. Whatever. I, and it, I don't even really know why she's in the movie at all. 
Like, does she even really need to be there? It's just to give him, like, vengeance. But he could take vengeance for just getting his ass kicked. Yeah. But he doesn't. He takes double no. vengeance. He he takes vengeance for getting his ass kicked and also for his wife dying. I wish I wish the movie would have been it's called, called Double, double Vengeance. vengeance. <laughs> it is. It, it may as well be. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Uh, uh, so then there's a bunch of scenes that I found annoying where it's like yeah. the hospital scenes and yeah. he's now a quadriplegic he's he can't move his arms or legs or feel anything from the neck they do, down they do like a three months later yeah cut. and they have the nurse practitioner whoever take him home with his mom who gets introduced as a character and she's kind of taking care of him now and mm-hmm. the nurse is like check this shit out you've got these cool robot arms in this home that can make you a smoothie and he just mm-hmm. like refuses to talk and is like staring at the smoothie emoly and mm-hmm. his mom is just like uh i guess i'll take it from here because gray's really busy pouting about his current situation and yeah it's like kind of understandable because i'm like well yeah i mean his wife died i get why he'd be really sad but it's also been three months and i'm kind of like well uh, it's it sucks too like i like obviously somebody who had been in a a huge like incident like this then lost ability to move their arms legs like that's that's really horrifying it's a huge life change to get used to but I will say, like, the only narratives we ever see about disability are these kind of, like, mournful, that's so yeah. tragic, that's, like, how sad for you, how will you overcome this mm-hmm. sort of thing. And it's, like, so it's a shame that that has to be the narrative yeah. all the it time. It reminded me of that awful romantic comedy, which I think is Jesus. called, like, Me Over You or whatever. Me, me Before You. Or, yeah, where the woman falls in love with the guy who's in a yeah. wheelchair and then... I mean, spoilers for that movie, but it ends with him committing suicide and that's presented as like the right thing. Yeah, and it's it's like it's excessively so fucked up. Fucked up. And that movie mm-hmm. was written about a lot when it came out because of that ending. And this movie also does that. There's a moment the climax of these scenes is Grey trying to commit suicide and then being his his robots won't let him do it, basically. Right. Uh, but yeah, he tries to get he tries to get his robot to keep injecting him with his sleep meds, basically. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and the robot's like, no, bitch. Um, That's a fatal dose. And I'm not going to yeah. kill you. And I'm also going to call the paramedics for you because you've made me inject it too many times already. So. Right. You can't die. Yeah. But it's just. Yeah. It's. It, I mean, I understand it within the context of this narrative, but it's just a shame that this is the only type of yeah, narrative. Especially we see. since we're about to start off kind of a superhero thing where he gets sort of magically cured. But at what cost? And then yeah. I don't know. I'd be interested to hear if any if there are any good essays about like the disability narrative of this movie, because like. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was weird, but I, I'd just be interested to hear other people's thoughts on it. If anybody wants to email us at Let's Watch Two Movies, if they found any good stuff about this movie, I'd love to read it. Absolutely. Anywho. Anywho. Oh. So uh, in, in in the in the middle of all this, uh, this sadness, uh, he goes and visits a, a lady cop. Yes, um, you're right. Who we, who we are supposed to know is nice because she waves at a child. Yeah. <laughs> that, that? that we never see again. <laughs> It's like, oh my god, cops waving at children? That's so nice. Yeah. I love it. Also, she's a black woman because they're very yeah. like, cops can be diverse. I don't know. I This movie yeah. just, it's fine, I guess. The anyway. coding was a little... Ish. So he goes yeah. in, He goes into the uh, police office... Police, police office? Police station. Police station. <laughs> you know, the police office where officers work. 
at an office. Post office, police station, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he goes to their office uh, and he's like, so what do you have? And she's like, well, how are she you doing? Kinda, she kind of is like, you know, I like to meet people face to face too. Like, I, it's kind of like an interesting rib on him that's like, everyone else is doing this shit online now. Nobody goes into the police station in person anymore. And like, that's established. I kind of, that was one of the lines that I was like, this isn't so bad. Like, they're showing me something without in not such a literal way but anyway whatever right yeah he's going um, in person and he just interrupts her he's like i don't give a fuck tell me if you caught the guys and she's like right. well we haven't like right. sorry but yeah. no <laughs> we haven't and we don't have any leads really and he gets pissed he's like well you have all these drones and everyone's got codes in their brains and you can scan them you can and track why, everybody why can, uh, right why and also can't the guy removed him? his face mask so like why can't they find that guy right. like is he a fucking hacker or whatever but we then don't know she's the situation like, she's like criminals ha- can find ways around that mm-hmm. uh and and these guys it's seem almost to like have a police state that. is stupid because it's just creates other problems and like maybe right. the drones are a fucking waste of time but that yeah. doesn't occur to anyone in this movie no. for some reason no one's like wow that's sure is deeply unethical and and doesn't <laughs> and, and work. like there's still workarounds anyway so yeah. criminals who really want to achieve this could still do it so mm. why are we doing this anyway yeah. Anyway, uh, so Gray's like, I don't, I, whatever, bye. Uh, end scene. Yeah. Yeah, and then, right. he tr- then he tries to kill himself and then he ends up in the hospital. Yes. Okay. And then who should visit him in the hospital but Teen Aaron, Aaron mm-hmm. Teen Alon, who's mm-hmm. like, hey, so remember that little robot thing I showed you? <laughs> it's pretty cool, actually. Turns out if I put it inside your spinal column, you'll be able to walk. Maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It might work. I, I waited three months to tell you this. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. He really waited until well, what's, Gray was at his lowest, I, which I, I guess, guess was because he knew he should wait he that long yes. so that Gray would not say no. And Gray is kind of like, I don't want a second chance at life. I just want to end it. And Aaron is like, well, what would Asha want you to do? Your wife. <laughs> your dead your wife, wife. <laughs> she's As dead. He's like walking away it's like fading down the hallway and gray's <laughs> lying in bed like huh mm. i do have a dead wife mm. what would she have wanted me to do <laughs> probably put a robot in me because she was all about robots yeah i guess i'll she do it those fuckers let's do it <laughs> yeah so he yeah. does it and then i guess we can cut there but yeah, yeah. it's uh, we'll the rest of the movie so. is about whether or not that's bad and also <laughs> technology and also great trying to find the bad guys now that he's got this yeah. robot inside him that is uh gonna give him cool powers maybe and yeah is it well, bad I mean, is yes. it good what is bad what is good mm. who's to say computers black mirror what if phones too much <laughs> i don't know i don't know if i recommend this movie honestly the more i think yeah. about it the more i'm like you maybe don't need to actually see it maybe you just listen to us talk about it you'll kind of get the gist of it there's mm-hmm. some cool fight scenes though I that know. are fun to watch so yeah i don't there's, know there's some cool scene there's like it, there's an underline of potential there that i, I wish was was uh, like matched to a better movie yeah um and it I, wouldn't I, even need to be that much better. Like if they no. had landed a little more squarely on with the real problem with technology is the humans and their missteps with it, as opposed to just the idea of technology itself being inherently somehow yeah. bad and yeah. humans are mere pawns or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's even what the movie's saying, because I feel like I can't even tell really what the movie is saying. Yeah, I 
I just feel like the the narr- the overall narrative felt very flat to me. Like it's it felt very interested in its own twists and turns, yes. and and very yes. interested in in uh, kind of leading audiences one way or the other. But the result of that is is just a feeling of disconnect and a feeling of like, well, okay, you <laughs> well, know, like, nothing matters really because it's right. all about well. They, so they keep trying to do this thing where they keep revealing new villains as Gray hunts down each successive guy who's been implicated in Asha's murder and tries to figure out why she was killed if there even was a reason and it's kind of twisty and I I didn't guess every twist along the way but like it's not that's not quite enough for me on a movie like I need a little more than just that I need there to be something else besides which guy is involved like I I don't know and the, the reveal of the mystery was not interesting enough you know like mm-hmm. it, it all it could have been an interesting mystery movie even if it had nothing to say about technology it would have been just fun if it were a slightly more interesting mystery you know right that would have been right great. but I, it's and not. i think people's people's motivations weren't exactly yeah. clear by the end um it's definitely not like that's what happens if you keep changing what the twist is is that you're then right. like hold on a second which wait who Sorry, who's involved? And I, and I don't. <laughs> I don't think that's so much the result of like ooh ambiguity as it is just sloppy writing. I think. Yeah. I I just think it 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 could have been much more like I don't know filled out. Like it just felt I don't know. Yeah, and there's a so, few characters who are introduced that just don't end up mattering, which I think is a waste. Yes, and it's just a waste of time like have them matter in some way or don't introduce them i don't care like do one or the other yeah there's hints at at subcultures and larger conflicts which is cool yeah but then what are they and i want to know more about them and the movie just kind of doesn't really like okay so i was saying this before but so everybody's got a little brain chip thing that they can take out of their ear and it it communicates with them it's basically like their phone and like that's just setting like that's never used in an interesting way in the movie it's just like oh everyone has these sometimes they can record conversations when it's relevant to the plot other times that it doesn't seem helpful at all that anyone has these and and characters have to find other ways to do things and it's like Mm why i don't know the movie has a lot of ideas but i don't know if they all make sense together so that's too bad anyway the fight scenes are really cool if you just want to watch the fight scenes that's fine and the music's cool so honestly maybe just watch the trailer i i guess (laughs) that might honestly be the best thing about the movie is the trailer yeah yeah i I would say i mean the best way to describe this is like it's a it's venom if venom was like well i get i don't want to spoil it but yeah i know i know but, but it's, it's the, it, the movie's not about friendship i'll tell no. you that much <laughs> it's, it's a downer gonna, it's, it's a gonna downer. be a movie where you aren't supposed to trust anyone and you're right. a lone wolf yeah walking around fucking killing people <laughs> like fuck like you do yeah yeah and you're a man being a man listening to Venice. Or are you or are you even truly a man anymore anyway i guess let's spoil it can a movie really be spoiled does knowing the plot really ruin a movie? It's sort of a philosophical question. We can't answer that for you. Just figure out what you want to do. But if you don't want to know the plot, turn this off. Right now. Are we supposed to be going back and forth on trusting Aaron or not, do you think? I don't. Uh, I think we might 
be uh, because he because uh, like I, I that was one of my biggest problems because the entire movie I was like am I really supposed to be surprised that this is all leading up to Aaron having orchestrated all of the it had right. to have been him like within the first 10 minutes of the movie I was like oh so Aaron arranged for the car to crash because he wants to install the bug in gray right oh and it's really gonna, I literally was like that has to be it he owns mm. the bug he wants to do the only twist I didn't guess was the very very end mm. that part i didn't guess i won't yeah. reveal that yet i guess but i definitely the whole hot time was like well it's all gonna go back to aaron like yeah I, there I isn't mean, really anyone else who it could go back to because if you're fighting a bunch of cyborgs which is the guy we know likes fucking cyborgs <laughs> who's the Team computer Elon, genius yeah this guy will probably be the mastermind behind it right. all and he kind of is well ish. like even even tonally like every time aaron comes on screen it's like spooky <laughs> yeah, it's music like, don't <laughs> like, trust this character <laughs> don't trust him and it's like well well at least try to get me too i don't I know i think it's i think it's supposed to be a double fake out like I think yes. we're supposed to not trust him. And the double him, fake and out, I think, did, I did, I was faked out by at the very yeah. end. I, I think we're supposed to initially not trust him, then be like, oh, maybe my initial judgments were incorrect. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're supposed to kind of question our own judgment with yeah. him. Yes. I, I mean, guess. that's kind of what happens next is like, yeah. we're supposed to start liking him because after Gray has this big surgery and yeah. comes awakes back up and has he has the surgery in aaron's cavern yes and it's secret and he has to sign an nda ex machina style yeah and not tell anybody that now he can walk again Mm -hmm. and and also like there's this dramatic scene where suddenly he realizes he can move his hands and then he can stand and it's like instant how fast this thing fucking works but it's cool the actor is doing a good job of like being surprised and amazed at this and it's a fun watch and the music is like whoa yeah, but it's, it's like, like spooky at the same time. And you're like, yeah. whoa, it's creepy that he whoa. can now suddenly do this. Everyone looks amazed. It's yeah. cool. I mean, as far as these kinds of scenes go, they're very, they're very tropey, I, I realize. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's another one of those scenes in a science fiction movie. Right. And then there's like, oh, not only can he walk, he can get on a treadmill and like run at like super miles fast. an hour, 20, yeah. I'm, I don't know. He's r- fucking pumping up the arrows on this treadmill and smiling euphorically as he can finally run again. And mm-hmm. he and Aaron seem to be like buds in these scenes where the sort of training montage is Aaron like with the clipboard being like, yeah, and Gray being like, yeah. <laughs> yeah i can run and like it's spooky but it's also like now we kind of like this guy because yeah. he's helping Aaron's us done a good thing mm-hmm. yeah mm. but gray still has to pretend to be in the wheelchair the rest of the time though yeah so gray gets into his house in wheelchair and then as mm-hmm. soon as the door closed he like hops up yeah and the camera work i think how do they do this do they attach they, like, a rig to him it it's so cool i like it, it looks like it looks like the kind of camera work where the camera is attached to the person walking because it yes. moves with his body it's but as it's though like someone's following him yeah. it's creepy but cool i like it's, it but in a way that's like somehow it, it isn't human it's not like a it's not like a um a casual walk like it's yeah or children of men yeah that's what i was thinking of where it's natural and you're like oh yeah this is a handheld walk it's more like the camera is yeah held by a terminator that's like (laughs) right like but the camera is being held by it it's but it's cool i thought that was cool cool. there's some really fun shots in this movie yes uh so the robot who runs this house is like hello gray uh you have mail from uh that cop uh lady uh (laughs) 
Uh, and so he goes over and there's like a bucket of files yeah. from her. Uh, paper and I, files, which I was like, what? Who the fuck's using paper yeah. in this world? But, but okay. I, but I she think probably also, knew he would like paper. So she printed it out and like fucking <laughs> gave it to him. Was like, here's your fucking paper files, you weirdo. <laughs> She went to the basement, found the last printer they had. Which is ridiculous um, because he can't even use his arms, so he wouldn't even be able to pick up the fucking papers. So oh, like yeah. why didn't she give it to him on a flash drive? I and guess upload it to his computer. It's stupid. Right. But, I guess she assumed like his mom would yeah, help I'm him sure. with it. I'm sure she but, thought his mom would help him open the papers, but he doesn't fucking need help anymore because he's a no! super superman and he can use yeah. his arms and everything better than ever before and he picks and up the I papers. Think I think there's a video recording in there because yes. he projects it on his wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the, from the drones. He he can right. watch his wife get murdered get over murdered. and over. So he's doing fine emotionally. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like a thing the cops wouldn't give you. <laughs> it but, does, doesn't it? Yeah, whatever. There's a lot that is strange about yeah. that. But I guess she's kind of like, it's not like this guy can do anything with the information. Right. Which is weird, though, because like... I don't know. And also, is all the drone surveillance footage just public property? Like, I, I, that's actually interesting. Like, is this footage he could have just gotten in some way? Right. I don't know, I don't I don't know how he gets so. the video. I hope not. But I have no idea. But anyway, he has this video of his wife getting murdered somehow. Right. And he's watching it over and over like you do. As Yeah, as one does. And then he hears a voice. Mm, it's a man, but it's like a robo man. Yes. And the and man like, says, can I point something out? Yeah. Which, okay. And Gray freaks out and he starts yeah. looking around. He's like, what the fuck? Uh, and the guy's like, hello. Hi. I'm, I'm inside up? of you. <laughs> There's something. I'm I don't your know. friend. I'm your robot friend. And he's like, you can yeah. talk. I mean, it's a very like Venom-esque scene, yeah. except Venom is such a fun, bombastic, uncontrollable character. So it's almost like opposite Venom over the course of this movie, where at first Stem is extremely polite and yeah. like very controlled and only does things when gray specifically allows him to and the arc is the opposite where over time that power becomes more and more intense as opposed to venom where it's like it starts out with venom being like wacky and (laughs) then slowly gets sort of contained into eddie which is cool anyway and there's a there's a interaction between the two of them where gray says uh can you not do you have to talk <laughs> yeah can, and Please like don't, don't talk don't i'm talk. fucking freaking out never right. talk again and then he like goes over and sits on the couch by himself and you know he's just sitting there like it could still hear me like what the fuck but not saying right. anything and then eventually he like asks it to talk again and is like i don't know what he right. asks so we understand but- that the it, this robot will take things, take literal commands. Yes. And he will only like re- respond to like permissions given to him. Yes. And I, I think he asks, the robot's name is Stem, by the way. And mm-hmm. Gray is like, can you read my thoughts? And Stem is like, no, I can only hear what you're saying. And right. See what you see and hear what you hear, but so that's, it's not quite a venom. Connection. Right, venom can read Eddie's thoughts, which is <laughs> venom fun. knows Eddie's shit. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, in this case, Stem can't actually go that far, but he can do mm-hmm. almost everything else. So it's like, right. whoa, yeah. Uh, so Gray's like, okay, what did you want to point out? And mm-hmm. he's like, well, do you notice? It looks like when this dude shoots your wife, he's shooting her with his arm. Yeah. He doesn't actually have a gun in his hand. Yeah. Like, pause it where he's actually shooting her, and we see he's just, like, extending his arm. Yeah, he's shooting a bullet out of his hand at her. 
casual. He just stuff. has a fucking arm cannon, apparently. Yeah, cool. Which is uh, cool. Yeah, and then uh, Stem is like, also, by the way, uh, I can I can do a super scan. That, you know, like that that technology <laughs> enhance. That, yes, that was a, the enhance, enhance ability that computers don't actually have, but, but they pretend it. have. He has yeah. it. Uh, and so he's able to super, super, super zoom in on a guy's uh, like tattoo. tattoo. One of the three guys or four guys or whatever it is has a tattoo on yeah, his arm. Yeah, and the tattoo is seen. from, it's a military tattoo. Yeah, so apparently which, they like do like the barcodes on soldiers now. This is like some fucking now. Holocaust shit. And yeah. they just casually include this in the movie where they're like, yeah, so people who are in the military get a number tattooed on get their arm. Get a branding, arm. yeah. Yeah, like, okay. And, and again, has... that's something the movie does essentially nothing with. No. Like, it's just like, yeah, so the military's just fucking doing that. Don't worry about it, though. Uh, <laughs> what's cool about the military is that people who were in the military get access to prosthetic limbs. We knew that because mm-hmm. Asha specifically said that she works with veterans to get their right. arms and stuff replaced so in our heads as the audience we're kind of like oh interesting like maybe mm. these guys are military guys maybe that's how they're getting these fucking arm cannons weird cool okay okay right. and this tattoo has like a code or like a scannable thing yes with that so has much personal all this information guy's personal information so his address his blood type his religion like all of it available it's fucked up it's really anyway up. yeah i guess if you're in the military in this world all of that personal information is revealed. But you know what? It's actually a good thing because now mm. Gray can find this guy and that's yeah. the only thing that that information is ever for. Well, at first, at first Gray <laughs> is like, okay, I'm going to call Detective Cortez. Yes. And, yeah. and he gets on the phone and is about to call her and Stem is like, actually, don't do that because uh, <laughs> uh, I can't, you can't prove you that can't, that's you what can't that show tattoo where says. where you got this evidence from. Yeah. And Gray is like, I'll just say I drew it, but he couldn't have drawn it because he's right. a quadriplegic and also right. he can't draw something like that because only stem has the ability to do that right so and so he, without being like he can't disclose stem's existence so then mm-hmm. he can't explain how he was able to get that information yep so all he can do is go to this man's address and look and into it him. himself you know that's fine <laughs> check Nothing him out could go wrong there uh so he goes he goes in his wheelchair to go check shit out mm-hmm uh, and like wheels up to the house and then gets out, I think on the porch. Yeah. I think uh, he, no, he, no, it's like under a tree. He gets out of the wheelchair. Oh yeah. Cause he like locks it on the sidewalk. Yeah. And uh, he, I guess is hidden from the drones briefly as he's yeah. like entering the house. I don't know. Um, so he, he goes up to the porch, he goes in and Stem is like, let's check shit out. And he tells him to go over to like a coffee table to turn yeah. it on. And yeah. it's also like a tablet like Gray has at his house. Yeah. And so it has messages. And a lot of the messages mm-hmm. are referring to this one bar called Old yes. Bones. Old Bones. Get it? Like old stuff and stuff with bones yeah, like bones, humans. Like, yeah, but old. also like the bones of a house are good. Yeah. Bo- like you hear that bones. sometimes. Anyway, yeah, and it's it's all it's a sex bar. Anyway, it's for for old gay bears, and it's called Old Bones. Um, and so Gray has heard of this bar, but Stem is like, there's no record of this bar on Google or whatever. (laughs) Not (laughs) not Google. Google Google doesn't exist, but whatever. Mm. Um, and Gray is like, yeah, it's not that kind of bar. It's a bar for people who hate romance. (laughs) And it's like, fucking, of course, Gray's heard of this bar, but also this is his old neighborhood, which is kind of weird. And is it coincidence that the movie never explains? It just is no. a fact. All of this takes place in his old neighborhood for no reason. Like, yeah. I, I don't know why that's where all the guys happen to live. 
Right. Is that and just... I, I was well, I was gonna say maybe it's a it's a point that like culturally his neighborhood is like is is very like off the grid working yes, class. Yes, except that everyone but... he's fighting is a fucking veteran cyborg. So... Right. That's what I was gonna say. That's where all like the modded cyborgs hang out. So yeah. So what the fuck? This movie just know. takes place in a six block radius for no reason because it's mm. convenient that Gray happens to know where this bar is. That's it. Yeah. They just sure. needed him to know. Um, and so then uh, Gray's like poking around. He's looking around. The guy comes home. Yes. And Sam's like, quick, go hide in the corner. Uh, so he does. And then Sam's like, fuck him up. Fuck him up. Uh, yeah. While like the, the guy, guy isn't facing him briefly. And Sam is like, yeah. hit him while you still can. Hurry, hurry. <laughs> and him. like, also, no one can hear Stem because Stem is only talking to Gray, like in his eardrum. Right. So like, you don't have to worry about that. And Gray is just standing there fucking panicked. He like, hesitates doesn't attack the guy because he's just a guy like i don't know i bought it that gray would like not know what to right. do he doesn't um, actually want to hurt people really yes yeah uh, like he ca- he does because he's angry about his wife dying but he's it seems like he's he hasn't hurt people in his life yeah so he doesn't way. really want to but then the guy turns and sees him and so they have to start fighting because the guy starts beating the shit out of him and being like who are you why are you in my house etc you know yeah. typical stuff you do if somebody <laughs> broke into you? your house <laughs> yeah <laughs> why are we fighting yeah um and the guy realizes who he is. He recognizes him, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, you... He tells him, like, don't make me do this, or, like, don't do this, or yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he says something else ominous like that, like, don't look into this, or whatever, like, don't do what you're doing, etc. <laughs> Please But stop. we don't ever find out the rest of the story there, because basically what happens is Stem is like, if you want help, I can help you. Because yeah. you're getting owned in this Choked fight. Choked out on the rug. <laughs> like, I, how would I help you? And But Stem is like, you have to give me permission. So, like, as Gray's getting choked out, he manages to squeak out, like, I give you permission. Stem, go. Yeah. And then we get this. Go, go, gadget. Very cool fight scene of Stem yes. taking over Gray's body. And right. Gray having the facial expressions, <laughs> the the Eddie Brock esque facial expressions of like what the fuck as he's yeah. like beating the shit out of this guy. It's but, really good. And um, Logan Marshall Green's acting is great because he's he watching great. his arms as he beats <laughs> this guy up. It's really and, like, fun. And inter- like he's interacting with his body as if it's a foreign. But they, like he really does a good job of making it seem robotic too yes, at the same exactly. time i don't know how they how he's doing that i guess just like really good body work with his own because he it's not an effect it must just no. be him kind of doing this dance like motions while yes. also his face being like horrified by himself <laughs> which is fun and almost funny but then yes. this has like a very horrifying ending where... Yeah, well, there's a first, there's a great moment where he's grabbing plates <laughs> yes. and smashing them against the guy's head in the kitchen and just be like, oh, ah! no, like, no. it's really good. As he's smashing and like <laughs> the other guy manages to grab a knife and Gray is like, he has a knife, Stem. And Stem is like, we have a knife too. And like picks up a knife. And, and then there's like the this disgusting thing mm. where he fucking Stem makes the knife like go through the guy's face, like fucking Joker scar yeah. style. And it's disgusting, and they show it, and it's like yeah, really, really it's nasty. gross. And I yeah. feel like it as it's a movie technique where it's like snapping you out of how fun the violence just was by being right. like, "No, this is fucking gruesome," and like now Gray is gonna kill this man in a really horrifying way, and there's gonna be a lot of blood, and like, yeah, it's gross and yeah, unnecessary. He, he just, he and also, Stem is not human. Stem doesn't care, and also. 
maybe this guy had more information we could have gotten, but Stem just went ahead and killed him, which is kind of strange. Right. And yeah. yeah. So there's a uh, lot. It's a lot. And so Gray immediately gets nauseous and goes and vomits yes. in the sink. Like he's yeah. very, he's physically like mentally disturbed. And Stem is like, we have to get done. out of here, Gray. We have to, we have to clean up everything after ourselves. Mm-hmm. And Gray is like, just give me a second. And then Stem is like, it's been a second. And Gray is like, I am a person. I need more time to get over. I just killed yeah, I someone. I just killed the guy. Yeah. So it's, yeah, the it's, there's definitely a, a really interesting mood shift that goes on because it's like yeah. fun fighting hijinks. And then it's like, oh, horrifying. I thought this was like again death. such a cool setup for a movie yeah. and then the rest of the movie is just not it doesn't like measure up to how interesting that idea is I feel mm-hmm. like but yeah whatever anyway but, it's it, a cool but scene. it does a good job of creating a sense of unease about yes. these new powers and and abilities Absolutely. and and gray's kind of crusade like he he yeah he where it's like be... is he having second thoughts about what he's doing and right and does can he stop now and now he's kind of too far into this and already killed somebody and stuff it's, right it's cool it's yeah it's interesting cool interesting stuff um so then stem helps him clean up all the dna we don't see that happen but we know his dna is cleared of the scene yes then next we see the body of the guy get sent to the cops the mm-hmm. cops find him and they've taken him in they're doing a uh autopsy, autopsy on him. yeah and they find and all this fucking cyborg shit yeah. inside of him he's he's like wired up um he's got like just cra- he's got a handgun too which he didn't utilize in the fight yeah for some reason i don't know um, why not is it like maybe he didn't actually want to kill gray perhaps oh, he, he wasn't supposed to yeah gray had to live yeah i guess right that was the job Look, i guess I, but i don't, I don't know. know he says something know. he doesn't uh, that's kind of revealed later is that it was a hit job which we could have already guessed by now but yeah right another character reveals it later uh anyway. so anyway i is this the is the cyber equipment branded with cobalts not yet okay not yet it's just like we don't oh, know who wow, it is. Then. This guy's full the of wires. Cyborg. That's weird. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> oh, uh, also, we should say when Gray was getting operated on, the guys had like fucking robot eyes. That happened. Yeah, yeah. That they was showed pretty the wild. guys had robot eyes, and and even yeah. at that time, I was like, "Is everybody a robot? Are they robots?" But they don't say that, and I was like, "Who's <laughs> a robot? Are they robots? Are they ro- robot? robot eyes? Everybody's operating on him has robot eyes. Yeah. Who's a robot in this movie? Everyone is. Don't worry about it. Everybody is low key. Everybody. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> so they're like looking at him like, "Wow, that's crazy." Then Cortez goes on her computer and finds footage of Gray in his wheelchair, like near like, the chilling guy's by the house. house, like fucking rolling down the street, <laughs> just like yeah. under a tree and then disappearing. And she's like, "What the fuck?" Like this is like from the day of the murder, and she's just yeah. like okay that's weird <laughs> and they found uh, they found a print of a boot on the yes. with uh oil engine, engine grease old-fashioned engine grease and so she's mm. thinking to herself like i know somebody who likes engine Works grease and, and things that are old-fashioned and it's fucking the wheelchair house. guy <laughs> and also this cyborg guy I, I don't know if they say they know he's involved in ash's murder or not do they know or do they just they, suspect it she, or so, um, or if he just is a guy who got killed for no reason, or so they don't first, know. First, first we see a shot of teen Elon, uh, <laughs> and he and he he has tracked uh, Gray. Yeah, and he yes, he's looking... he can track Gray too because he's tracking yeah. Stem. Yeah, that yeah. happens. 
And he, he gets really mad. He's like, why are you out here murdering people with the <laughs> Please fucking stop. powers? <laughs> and Gray's like, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just living my life, man. Like, it's really... <laughs> It's he weird. also is like, you didn't tell me this thing could fucking talk, bro. And so they have yeah. like a little standoff where they're both yeah. like, well, everyone's got secrets around here <laughs> and we're both fucking up a lot. So right. whatever. But one of us murdered someone and the other did not. So <laughs> that let's, we know, let's, you know, of, tally. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Mm. Uh, so they have that little interaction and it's yeah. like, ooh, things are tense. And teeny Elon's <laughs> like, don't do the shit or else <laughs> fucking I will stop. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> or else I will take back my uh, technology because yeah, if you you'll go just you'll be paralyzed people, again. That's constantly a threat that is being sh- thrown in yeah. Gray's face by characters. Is like we'll right. fucking take the robot out and you'll be paralyzed again. And you don't want that, do you? And it's very like. Right. I mean, would yeah. his life be that bad though? Like, there's so much technology in the world he lives in. Like, right? Maybe you should be focusing write. on. Like, he could still communicate with people. He could, he has like all of these other things to live for. Like maybe I he should know. be focusing on moving on with his life, but no, no, no. that's not he the has movie a loving, we're in. He has a loving mother who's, who's caring know, for she's him. She's really kind in this yeah. movie. Like he has what he wants, whatever. Anyway, we're just supposed to believe that that's the worst thing that could ever happen. It's basically death. Yes. And, uh, the guy, well, uh, teen Elon is basically like, Hey, like if you go around murdering people with my technology, (laughs) people will find out about my technology and then I will get in trouble. So don't, so you gotta stop. Which is Basically. a fair point, but That's also valid. like, well, this is sort of in the part of the movie where we're kind of supposed to like Aaron and be like, ah, uh, you, you know, the teen Alon is just trying to make his way in the world. Right. Fucking Gray's <laughs> out here murdering a bunch of uh, people. He just wants, he just wants to pet his cloud and live his life. <laughs> just make robots in his underground lair. Right. He's a good guy. He's a good kid. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so then Cortez comes to visit uh, Gray under the guise of wanting to buy his car from yes. him. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, hey, what's up, bitch? Meanwhile, <laughs> she's like checking out his boot to see if like the boot print matches. Uh-huh. And like and as which- she's glancing at the boot, Stem is like, she just looked at your boot. She sees the boots. Idiot. <laughs> it's like, Stem, um, you could have cleaned up the fucking boot print and you right. didn't. Yeah. Whatever. Because he's anyway. like, we left a boot print. It's like, why didn't you say that then? <laughs> Whatever. But anyway. she's like, she's pretending to be interested in the car, but she's like low-key interrogating him. Like, so what you been up to? Yeah. And she's like, why don't you want to get rid of this car? And he he immediately is like, I, I would never get rid of it. And she kind of looks at him like, why not? And he's like, right. doesn't really fully answer it. And Stem is like, don't look away. She'll be able to tell you're lying. You have to keep eye contact. And And then eventually she's like, okay, there's another reason I came here. Somebody who may have been implicated in Ash's murder was just found dead in this mm-hmm. location. And what's and she, really she reveals, weird she reveals she actually you were there during it. <laughs> Why was that the case? Well, she reveals she had had that guy in for questioning only right. days earlier. Yeah. So she had found out that he was connected to the murder or might be and was looking right. into him and then he suddenly turned up dead and she's like also you in your fucking wheelchair were rolling were down there. the street like at 3 p.m right before the killing so like that's weird right and he's mm-hmm. kind of like yeah well 
I'm definitely paralyzed. You could come over here and stab me in the leg if you don't believe me. Ha ha. And she kind of like laughs also and is like, maybe I will. And then they kind of yeah. have a little staring contest. <laughs> and and she eventually is like, all right, I guess you, I guess it was a coincidence. And he, I can't remember what excuse he says. I think he says something like, you know, that was where the murder happened is my old neighborhood. So yeah, I've been exploring down there anyway. And I'm just oh, trying well, to look yeah, into I think, things. I think he admits he was snooping because yeah. she she was like, oh, you could help if you want or something. Yeah. And he was like, you said I could help. Yeah. And she was kind of like, OK, but it's still like a very big coincidence. And she's still clearly suspicious of him for happening to be right across the street from right. this murder at the same right. time. But she doesn't yet have like hard evidence linking mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Just like coincidental and like evidence. So, yeah. So. Gray goes to Old Bones. Good old Old Bones. Um, yeah, it's the only place they can go. As Stem points out, they have no other leads. They have to go to yes. this bar, which luckily uh, is handicapped accessible. Yay! It is. Yay! <laughs> and so, so he goes there and orders. He's he's feigning an inability to walk. Still, of course, he's in his yeah. wheelchair. I mean, uh, not of course. I guess he could have just walked in, and but I think he's worried people will recognize him because he's looking for people who are associated with the murder of his wife where he was so right he has to kind of continue being like i'm in a wheelchair because of that thing that some of you saw Mm -hmm. can't walk i think i think he's also like his plan is to like draw them in and and let them assume that he can't do shit and Uh then like yeah you're probably right yeah so so he orders a whiskey and has to drink it with a straw and like ask for help and is being kind of charming and sort of intentionally funny and deferential to these big leather clad dudes in the bar. And mm-hmm. then he kind of wheels to the center of the room and is like, I have an announcement to make. I'm looking into the murder of my wife <laughs> and this other guy was there who turned up dead. Do any of you guys know him or anybody else associated with the murder of my wife? And then everybody starts laughing, which is a really yeah. weird response that didn't seem realistic to me. Yeah, I guess it was supposed to be like, uh, like, yeah, we all know him or I I guess. I I mean, because then a guy comes out and I guess the guy is associated. So is the joke like, yeah, we all fucking know the guy who killed your wife. And also now he's going to kill you. And that's what's funny. Maybe I think I feel like I would have bought a silence, like a tense silence. And then the guy coming out. I guess the laughter is supposed to be like. Like a, like a, you can't. You're paralyzed. You can't do anything about I think, it. So like, why I think are you trying so. to be tough? I think it's supposed to be like edgy, and it's supposed to make us feel even sorrier for Gray. It's like, wow, yeah. people don't see him as a man, and like, right. I, I didn't like it. I was like, I feel no. like this is almost too much, and also not really how humans necessarily right. think. Like, more likely they would pity him, and that would be what would annoy him. Is there? But pity. I guess it's like it's it's an evil den, and they're yeah, all like, so they're all like, hey, 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 we're bad. Right. We laugh at the disabled who are about to get killed by this fucking gangster coming out who's like in the fucking cyborg gang and like he's got a gun arm and shit also one of the few black characters in the movie is Mm -hmm. this guy who's coming out also like i feel like the shots of the crowd they all look like 
pretty modded like they have like uh yeah. scars and stuff and which is and, like, like a weird... weird contradictory thing where like so the cyborg gang has kind of taken over this bar and like has a room in the back which is where gray gets brought to and the bar With, back why are is there... i guess under this mob's control but then why is the bar an anti-robot bar is that something we're supposed to see as sad that like oh this bar that is off the grid has been taken over by I guess I guess it's like it's they it's a criminal like base because it's off the grid like the cops Uh aren't supervising them or something. And so then the fact that it I don't know the movie doesn't actually explain any of this. I I don't know what we're supposed to think about this bar or if the bar back is pro or anti technology (laughs) or what. I know nothing. And these are things that the movie could have done. It would have been cool if the movie had established any of that. I think, but it doesn't. Also, why? So uh, the guy comes up to him and is like, "Ha ha ha! Look <laughs> yeah, at you!" Everybody's laughing at this guy. Can yeah. you believe a man in a wheelchair dares to enter a bar and ask who murdered his wife? Very funny stuff in this yeah. movie. Hilarious. I, I forget what their interaction is. I think he may have been like, "I killed your friend" or something like that. And then yes, Gray. Gray is like, "I." you shouldn't laugh at me i killed your friend and the guy keeps laughing and is like that's impossible basically um which i bought that laugh i was like okay sure but then they Mm -hmm. go in the back room and they 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 wheel him to the back against his uh, against his will and then they toss him out of the wheelchair onto the ground and he's Mm -hmm. still not moving and And i hear we hear stem Stem say i'm turning off your pain receptors or yeah so like for the moment he can't actually move and so he doesn't have to fake it and then they start torturing him and being like, yeah, let's make sure you can't really move or feel anything. And so the guy stabs him in the leg and then stabs him in the arm and Gray can't feel it. Also, why are there bullets all over the floor? I don't know. There were so many bullets. <laughs> that was so much. Because they've killed so many people in this room. There's like 600 bullet casings yeah. just on the floor that no one swept up. They're just lying it's weird. around. It's, it is it really was weird. a lot. How'd they wheel him in over the casings? I mean, I guess they kind of showed that, like bu- him yeah. bumping over them in that shot. But yeah, anyway, they do that it was, somehow. It was weird. Yeah. Um, and so then he gets to his neck and he's he's got the knife at Gray's neck and he's like, hey, you can finally feel this guy. And I don't know. It's fine. Well, then Gray is like, all I need to know is if you were there during the night of her murder. I need mm-hmm. you to, to tell me that. He says finally, he was, right? Or not until finally later? Finally, the guy is like, yeah, yeah, I was there. And uh-huh. then Gray's like, cool, stem, let's do this. And then he, and then we got another fight scene. And this was really cool because the camera is like swinging around with Gray's body. Yeah. And there's a really cool moment where he turns around and hits the guy and the camera shakes as if it was like hit and, and reorienting. It's really uh-huh. cool. And then we get okay, so so then uh, finally Gray and Gray's getting really cocky. He's like, "Oh, I didn't forget about yeah. you!" And like punches he, like, a guy, crouches over the guy, and like eventually like, is like, ninja. "What I, what you didn't realize is I'm a ninja." And Stem is like, "That's a bit much," and it's kind of yeah. funny. Um, but then there's like a really creepy moment where uh, so he's like still trying to get information from the guy, like what happened, like tell yeah. me. And then Stem's like, I can like chop him the fuck up for you. Yeah, like basically Gray holds out the knife against the guy's ear because he he's trying to torture the information out of him. Torture doesn't work, by the way, but this movie doesn't care about that. Mm, nope. And so Gray is like kind of trying to do it, but eventually he's like, I can't. And Stem is like, I can do it for you. And then there's another horrifying scene where there's so much blood and stem is like doing the torture for him but gray can hardly look at it 
as it's happening. Yeah. And also, like, Gray is, like, obviously shouting these commands to someone that can't be seen. And so, like, it's very creepy-looking thing anyway where and while the guy is screaming it cuts to the bartender inside and he says my mother always told me not to bully the disabled yes because he, he thinks is, that uh gray is the one being tortured right. in there but it's like gross and weird and i didn't like that i, I didn't think it was funny yeah i no. mean it's presented as a joke basically yeah, yeah. uh then it cuts back and gray starts yelling at stem to stop and stem doesn't listen at first mm-hmm which is creepy, and then Yikes. finally Stem stops. Yeah. But he's, like, carved this guy up, and it's, like, nasty. Does what is, What's the information that Gray ends up getting from the scene? He gets something. I don't okay, even remember so what it is. He gets, um, he gets another clue. Uh, yeah, because Stem's like, he will now tell you anything you want to hear. And it's like, oh, that's not yeah, how it works. Yeah, but it won't be accurate, probably, because right. he'll be bleeding out. So thanks. Um, so the guy says that he they were hired. It was a job. Yeah, th- he's the one who reveals it was a job, which, again, obvious, but okay. And then he says the name Fisk. Yes. Wilson uh, Fisk from Daredevil. Right. Spider-Man. Yeah. Like in Marvel a, comics. That's yeah. what I was going to say. I'm like, yeah. isn't Fisk like the name of every villain? Or? Yeah. In fucking Marvel. Yeah. It's like a fucking character. I, I thought that was weird that they did that. He's the villain in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. It's yeah. Fisk. I have a question. So I saw um, Daredevil. Is uh-huh. that the same Fisk? Yeah. It's the same guy. Same guy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Same. Okay. I was going to say. They're really reusing <laughs> names in that universe. There's so really the like case. a lot of hugely muscular guys in suits who are like really trying to impress their yeah. wives in, mm-hmm. in the Marvel comics and all named Wilson Fisk. Really weird coincidence. <laughs> no, it's cool. I wouldn't expect you to know. I just want to make sure. I, it well, is though. I'm glad I made that connection. I was sitting in the in the theater. I was like, hmm. But anyway, that yeah. character actually isn't in this no. movie. Very a different, different character Fisk that named Fisk with. is in um, it. But also, like, come up with a new villain name. I know. Like, like also, Fisk is yeah. Everyone's seen fucking Daredevil by now, and mm-hmm. so you could do better than that. Anyway, yeah. It's fine. I was I was just like, isn't that the guy? And whatever. Yeah. So then he's looking through the guy's like bleeding uh, whatever, and finds Cobalt. Oh. Something I thought he, is, like, found some sort of information or something, but I guess he just finds, like, a... The cobalt. ...tracker or something? I don't know what he fucking it's finds. Just, it, he just finds that whatever the guy was modded with was labeled cobalt. Okay. So then us as an audience are thinking, what does this have to do with Asha? Because he's saying he was hired for a job. He mm-hmm. works... Does he work for cobalt? Blah, or did blah. cobalt just give him these cyborg enhancements? I don't even right. know if the movie does answer that. Does it? I don't know. I don't no. think it does. I don't think so. To be honest, I yeah. don't think it does answer that question. No. It's not good, guys. It might not be a good movie. Anyway. All, all of a sudden, <laughs> the stakes get yeah. really intense because Teen Lawn starts trying to shut down yes. Ray. Stem is like, uh, Teen Lawn is trying to shut me down remotely. And as soon as I get shut down, you're not going to be able to walk anymore. So you got to fucking get back to your wheelchair and get to a hacker to... Mm-hmm shut down these safeguards so that you can control me whenever and gray is like what the fuck i don't have a little black book of hackers dude and stem is like don't worry i already googled this earlier today i, I was on the dark net <laughs> yeah on the dark net and he's <laughs> like there's a hacker named jamie this is an address go there right and gray repeats the information out loud he's like okay, yes. apartment blah 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 this street okay i guess 
Uh, at first, he's like, "What?" Like he did, and then and Stem's like, "We need to move, like now." Yeah, like and he's Stem shutting also you has down. him steal a pen so that he can write stuff down on his arm that he needs to remember once Stem shuts down, and yeah. like a bunch of other stuff. He steals yeah. a pen. <laughs> that happens. Yes. Yeah, because Stem is telling him like, "Why would characters blah, 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 even have a this? pen in this universe? Why would there even be a pen there? There well, is one because he- the plot demands there to be a pen yeah. on the ground, so there it is." When you go to the off-grid bar, you want to write with your pen on the paper. Yeah, you're actually probably right. This is I the guess. kind of bar where they're printing out receipts old school, being like, you need to sign your actual receipt. We use yeah. paper and old bones. You can't use the chip and plant it in your forehead here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, he leaves the bar. First he wheels out, but then Stem's like, we don't have time. You have to run. And he and wheels so- by another, like, just guy in a wheelchair, homeless guy maybe. Mm-hmm. And then... As soon as he stands up and runs away, the other guy says faker and then stands up and sits in his wheelchair, which also really annoyed me because sometimes people who use a chair can also walk short distances. But I feel like the movie is inviting us to think that that guy is a faker because he says faker and then walks himself. It was supposed to land like a joke. He probably yeah. isn't. And so I was just like, great. I hope that guy gets to keep the wheelchair. I don't think he does, yeah. but <laughs> who knows? I was like, that guy deserves it. Fuck but that's like, that's everything. like a really dangerous and bad, uh, like yeah. myth is that people in wheelchairs can never actually walk, but, but some people they can. can, they just have limited mobility. Yeah. And so you get people harassing disabled people about their need for wheelchairs or like a right, because sometimes people just need a wheelchair almost all of the time but occasionally they can stand up and like open a door if they need to in order to fucking right. get through it but that doesn't mean they don't need the chair anyway so it was but then stupid you see, like, i hated horrible that shit online where somebody's like oh i saw a woman in a wheelchair stand up to grab something at the grocery store and it's like well that's okay like you don't yeah, have to like police sometimes shit. you can't fucking reach a thing because we live in a society that doesn't actually care about it's the disabled awful. at all so like yeah yeah fuck you i don't know gotcha this like movie. yeah people are dumb don't be yeah. dumb stupid scene stupid scene yeah. didn't need to be in the movie um no, so he bad. runs runs at top speeds but as he's running the stem is like erroring out and so he like loses one of his legs and yeah, then he's like, like crawling it's i cool. thought this i thought this scene was really well done because he mm-hmm. starts yeah like he he starts having to drag one leg and you hear like stem's voice is getting like a little distorted and stuff and, stuff, and yeah. there's cool music and it's very like the it's stakes very are tense high. yeah and we're seeing like obviously the rest of the cyborg gang can like tell that one of their own has been killed because the bar back goes back there and sees the body and is like oh no the guy the guy in the wheelchair figured out how to kill this guy and oh no and Mm. like i guess alerted everyone else to it and so those Uh, guys those bad guys are after gray now and that's bad yes yeah we see so while gray is like frantically running to this apartment that's nearby Mm -hmm. and like because everything's nearby everything's everything's, everything's very close by to each well, other he gets to he gets to like the um he starts like basically like climbing up the stairs as yeah. he's losing control because of his for some reason stem is like that'll be faster than the elevator and i was Dumb. like i don't buy Will it, it but whatever. okay for some reason it is meanwhile fisk mustache guy who's annoying he gets to the bar and he sees that his friend his buddy has been murdered yes and so what he does is he a needle comes out of his <laughs> finger yeah. and he sticks the needle into his dead friend's eye and then which is a robot that, eye his robot eye and through that he is able to watch a recording yes. of his friend's last moments which yep. involve 
uh, Gray saying, saying out loud the, the address. address he's going to. Sure. It's like it's sure. another situation where characters get the information they need just for the sake of getting the why, information they need. Why the needle finger? I don't know. <laughs> like, what is happening? It's like, how often does he use his needle finger, you think? Like, it seems like a Enough. very specialized tool. <laughs> like, he's like, every now and then people are dying and I got to stick my needle finger into their eye to get that mm. info. The way yeah. you get info is obviously through a needle finger stuck in an mm-hmm. eyeball. That's mm-hmm. how you transmit data in this universe. Sometimes when you aren't mm. using other means of transmitting data, mm-hmm. of which there are billions. <laughs> I don't he know. also, he turns his friend, he says, I'm sorry, soldier, you deserve better. Yeah. And so, so we're I mean, like, at this point, I think we're supposed to think they're all army vets. vets. Yeah. But then it's also like, are they part of like some kind of resistance? Like what? No. Turns out no, because this movie isn't very interesting. So no. Yeah. And then, and then, okay. So then, um, meanwhile, Gray, like just barely crawling, manages manages to get to the right hallway and gets to the door and, and smacks his hand on the door and says, I have money. I need a hacker. Mm-hmm. Um, and the apartment's really interesting. It has like glow sticks littering the hallway. Yeah, which is cool. It's it's very nineties matrixy. Like all of this is. It's very yeah. like this is the cyberpunk future according to nineteen ninety two. Welcome. Yeah. There's like weird graffiti <laughs> on the walls. Like yeah. we will, and it's win. like the anarchy a in the yeah. we are everywhere and yeah. shit like that. Everybody reads four chan in this. <laughs> They're all anonymous. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, just in time, a hacker answers, opens Jamie. the door. Jamie. Well, it's not Jamie. I mean, not later Jamie's anymore. like, my name's not Jamie, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the hacker answers. And it's played, yes. the hacker's non-binary, played by a non-binary actor who's never been yeah. in anything else. This character cool. was, was really interesting and, and cool. And- Kay Bradley is their okay. name. This, I wanted more of this uh, character from and this I character. I expected this character to come back. And after yeah. I watched the movie... And completed the movie. I went back and rewatched a scene thinking that their lines would mean something. And yeah. they don't question no. mark. Yeah. But anyway, Kay Bradley has a really cool look. It's like this platinum blonde mullet Asian actor. A very cool like cyberpunk long coat situation yeah. with like cool. culottes and stuff. I don't know. It's a fun outfit. Yeah. And like a laptop that like folds into a briefcase, which I feel like yeah. is another cyberpunk staple to like <laughs> fold your laptop into a briefcase and then carry it away in a business-like fashion. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Fun look. It's fun. It's a fun time for everyone. Yeah. Um, so they answer the door. Then we see Fisk has a con. This is so, I hated this. He has a <laughs> conversation so with the bartender. He's so annoying. <laughs> so the bar, he's like, how did you let my guy die? Yeah. Idiot. And the bartender's like, uh, I'm so I thought it was the other way around. I thought yeah, he was like, killing that guy. I thought the guy. fucking guy in the wheelchair was the one getting tortured because he's in a wheelchair. Right. So like, I sorry, it. sorry, but no, it's not my fault. And then Fist starts to get like threatening, and so the guy pulls out a gun and aims it at him. Mm-hmm. And like his his little buddy goon like steps in the way, and Fisk <laughs> yeah, is Fisk like, has don't. a little goon, yeah, yeah. And Fisk is like, no, my friend, like you don't need to get shot anymore for me or take any more bullets for me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> So, so then Fisk like steps and he starts getting creepy and he's like, your life is meaningless and your only meaning is serving gods like us and we're amazing. And yeah, I'm like worse. I am a fucking cyborg and I'm better than you. And yeah. you're, you're about to find out how much better than you I really am. And then he like releases these fucking nanites from his I hated nose. This. I hate this because it's he so goes, dumb. 
he's like a chew and then we see like zoom 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 and it's like these tiny little bladed like particles yeah like it's basically like microbes that are like fucking I mean, they're nanites or whatever they're called yeah. and they go inside the bartender's nose and then stab him in the brain and he dies <laughs> i guess okay so it's like basically just by breathing this cyborg guy can kill someone who's standing yeah. in front of him instantly and it's like it's such a deus ex machina power to have yeah that, and it's also only used once in the movie yeah so it's right. like, what is the purpose of this? It's Why really have dumb. this it's... be an ability he can use? Because it's so overpowered that it's like ridiculous. Like he can just kill anyone immediately, yeah. but he yeah. doesn't ever use it again. So who cares that he can yeah. do this? It's, it's like Chekhov sneeze. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was expecting it to come back, but it, it actually never no. does. Well, it's he, only for the sake of this showy CGI sequence. I think it's supposed to be like, oh my God, Gray is so outmatched. He's going to yes, die. It is, except that then that's not how the fight really goes later. No. But whatever, also, there are other ways of achieving that than like introducing tech that's just like ridiculous. Yeah. I just think it's stupid to introduce a, a new technology that doesn't matter when a we already just sneeze. had fucking eye needle a scene ago. It's like... Like, why do we need this guy to have this? Everything. Yeah. He's also just an annoying... Like, the actor... I I don't know. The actor might be fine, but, like, the character's so irritating. Yes. He's very smug. And also, his his lines don't fit together to mean anything. Like, Mm -hmm. what are his politics? I kept trying to figure it out, and I have no idea. Like, what is this character's actual motivations? I don't know. I think, I mean, I think, I mean, obviously he's super into being a cyborg. Uh Uh-huh. He thinks, well, and he he says later that makes him part of a different race. Yes. Okay, but then why did he make fun of Asha for being uneducated? Because doesn't she work for the company that made him into a cyborg? Shouldn't he like her? Shouldn't he not want to kill her? No, he made fun of her being educated. Oh, right. Sorry. You know what I mean. Why, though? Uh, because she's not a cyborg like him. He is of the superior race. Okay. She's just she thinks she's hot shit, but she's not like su- like modded out like he uh-huh. is. I don't get it. So and like so, by, and, and by... yeah. I think we're supposed to think like, okay, he has like mega class insecurity. Is that it? Because then yeah. I feel like that doesn't fully play out really no in any way. it doesn't because we don't know a ton about his history we just know that he was a soldier but maybe i mean like but like, like how much his... class insecurity can he really have because apparently in this universe soldiers actually have good health care so like what is his problem i but don't it, know but he later <laughs> says we were experimented on oh i think i missed that okay. i don't think it's i don't think it's healthcare. i think it's like they were literally okay, like guinea okay. pigs okay no that finally makes sense to me i didn't actually i realize... think it's a class thing where he's like we were degraded and like used as like battle fodder okay and now now we're super cyborgs that are rising up so and then we're that actually makes sense way better why he would hate asha for working there although yeah. i guess she didn't necessarily know about the experiments but we never find out whether or not she knew so who cares she was a capitalist and an idealist i don't know yeah, that's so true. And for that, she <laughs> deserves to die. But anyway, yeah, that makes more sense. I still hate him, but at least I, I understand a little better. I think better. that's his whole vibe, but it's also like underdeveloped and it's, I don't know. Yeah, because I, I missed it entirely was that the plot line was that the soldiers were supposed to have been experimented on and that's why they're so mad. But why are they mad at random humans then? Because his motivation is also <laughs> that he hates humans because he's like, you're a human and fuck humans, I guess. Right. But and he's also yeah he hates people who aren't cyborgs yes but also he became but, a cyborg unwillingly so like right. he's really strongly identifying with this thing he's been made to be you'd think he right. would want to destroy the people who turned him into a cyborg and then maybe he'd kind of move on or 
I don't know, remove the seems like arm gun real... after that. Like, you probably get it taken out. I don't know. Yeah, he seems There's like he has some issues. There's a lot of hackers out there who could, like, help you probably remove this stuff. I, mm. I don't know. Anyway. No, but he I, he defines his I know, but I'm just stuff. saying I don't get it. Like, it doesn't really know. work. Anyway, back to the hacker, I guess. I don't know. Yes, back to the hackers. So... So then we go back where we see the hackers loft and there's all these people doing virtual VR. reality stuff and they're mm-hmm. hick, uh, they're hooked up to like IVs and so they yeah. don't actually need to eat or like hydrate themselves and and um so they just live inside their VR worlds and so I guess the hacker just lives there and works there just so that they can be unbothered because they don't do VR and they don't really care about any of this stuff right and Gray but is Gray... sort of looking at everybody and being like what the fuck is going on in this weird <laughs> warehouse where everyone's doing VR and can't see reality and like that's fucked up and the hacker is just kind of like some people prefer a fake world to the real world, and Gray right. like doesn't really have a response to that, and is kind of like, huh, okay, right. The hacker's like sometimes the real world is like too painful, and mm-hmm. you know, blah blah. And so hacker starts to get to work on um on Gray on their laptop and is like doing coding there's stuff. like a throwaway line where the hacker's like i don't go by jamie anymore and also don't even ask me my gender yes <laughs> and, and and gray's just and gray's like, like i, I wasn't, wasn't going, going to yeah. yeah um and and gray's like could you hurry up and and the hacker's like you're the one who's wasting time by trying to push me into a binary which like i was like i i feel like that line was like a little too far but then later <laughs> it was heavy-handed i was like were they trying to make some kind of joke about how they don't want to be a computer because the binary also mm. refers to computers and right i was trying to figure out after the fact which side the hacker fell on and i still don't fucking know yeah but ultimately the hacker does remove the safeguards and right. is like and the, ha- and the hacker will work works again like, once you reboot it's i don't know how long that's going to take but yeah it'll yeah, reboot I, I did what you asked me to i've never seen like like stuff Powers like, this before. like this before yeah and then their uh, last line as they're leaving is don't let them win and i have no idea what that line means and we well, will never know so they see because they see um fisk approaching an alarm goes off yeah and they so see i think fisk you're supposed the to think the hackers referring to the other cyborgs like don't let them win but then at the end of the movie i was like did the hacker maybe know the full situation and be like i gotta get Wait, out of here no what the hacker what the hacker says the hacker starts to run away leaving gray just on the ground Lying and, there. and gray is like hey hey help help like me. how long is it gonna take for stem to reboot like how long do i have to wait here i'm i don't have much time etc cetera, etc cetera. Right. and the hacker turns around and says i'm sorry we can't let them win Right. Which to me spoke of like a division, like the hacker was part of some culture and yeah. then these modded guys were part of culture. I was waiting for this to be paid off and it is not. Right. And I'm like still disappointed no. by it. They just leave and, and that's they're last we see the rest of the movie. The end. The end. <laughs> At least they don't die. I, mean, I guess. Yeah. Pretty uh, much everybody else does. So right. I guess that's a happy ending for this one character is that they yeah. get out of the movie and are they never matter. Nope. I don't know. So nope. anyway, Fisk shows up. Well, for, we get a really tense like build up to it where Gray is like just inching along the floor yes. desperately, and then he hallucinates. Fisk also kills a couple randos in an elevator. I don't know who they are. Cops? Oh, just I know who they are. But first, 
Uh, so Gray is like crawling along and he hallucinates and he sees Asha. Yes. Like standing in the loft just there. And it's yeah. like a weird, like it's what's spooky. happening moment. It's a little Revenant-esque. I haven't um, seen that movie, so I don't even know if that's true. He keeps hallucinating his dead wife. It's another God, dead wife movie. Fucking no. I don't yeah. want that. And he's all, you know, he's all crawling all over the place and being uh-huh, in uh-huh. pain and stuff. So it was a Revenant moment. Um, so, uh, so yeah, he's crawling along. Meanwhile, like we see Fisk coming upstairs, like, oh my God, we're like really scared. We see the guy getting his arm gun ready. Yeah. Uh, and then, so they kick in the door and, um, they, as Fisk approaches, he's like, ha ha ha, this is how you looked the last time I saw you, bitch. Uh, and then Stem kicks in. Yes, finally. And he's like, I'm back. And then, so Gray's able to run away. Well, yep. at first he does like a bunch of backflips and the camera flips with him. It's really cool. <laughs> it is cool. And then he runs, the goon runs after him. Fisk runs after them. We see people coming up the elevator. They're from Vessel. Oh, they are who Teen Lon sent to basically kill Gray and take back the because Gray keeps killing people and right. Elon is like, please stop, please stop (laughs) ruining everything. (laughs) Uh, And so Fisk sees them with his heat mapping eyeballs (laughs) because he has that too because he's got everything. He's got fucking heat mapping. He can see through a metal elevator and fucking shoots through the elevator perfectly with his arm cannon and kills these two guys. Yes, like super kills them. They're like Uh so dead. Blam, 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 blam. Uh, So then Gray runs, runs, runs. He's running through this big warehouse. He's running past more VR people. Then Mm -hmm. he runs up the stairs and then he's kind of cornered like he gets stuck on yeah, this there's roof like somewhere. a roof and it's like surrounded by fence chain link fence yeah. so he can't get out anywhere the goon comes up and is like ha, ha, ha. <laughs> i'm like just shoot him with your arm cannon <laughs> <I know. laughs> but um, he doesn't and then no. they fight and they gray fight. ends up beating him Right, so it's like cool fight, cool fight. Gray breaks his arm it's and horrifying. shoots him in the face with his own arm gun yeah and then his body like crumples in such a creepy way. I feel yeah. like they do a good job really with the kills in this movie, which is again why I wish this movie were overall better because I really like the idea of the fights seeming so fun and video gamey with the fun camera angles and the flipping robot camera. And it, you're like, yes, it's so powerful. The power fantasy is so fun to watch yeah. and experience. And then it ends every time with the death being disgusting and you you <laughs> immediately feel sick and you're like, oh, and I really like that. But then the I movie- will- isn't good yeah i will confess during this death i did go like that so (laughs) yeah it's more just the long shot later where they just show his body there and there's the blood on the wall and his body's just like crumpled and it looks so weak and you're like right what yeah but using a guy's arm gun that part's great it just, it, I just feel like they do a good job juxtaposing. But like the little, the little the come down from the high right. of yeah. the power part. And the little like stub of his like neck is, is pretty gross. Yeah. Uh, it was Awful. gross. It's gross. Anyway, uh, but I Fisk did laugh a little. discovers his goon and Fisk is sad. Yeah. Fisk, and who cares? Because yeah, I don't like anyone. So yeah. I don't Fisk care is like, my sad. goons, my goons are dying. No. <laughs> yeah. It's so sad. Uh, so then Gray goes home. Mm-hmm. And he's talking with Stem. He's like, I need a shower and I need to sleep. And Stem's like, no, we have to keep kicking ass. And he's like, no, I'm tired. And I'm a and, human. Humans need sleep. Right. Et cetera. Well, guess who's in his fucking living room? Mom. Mm. Whoops. 
Mm-hmm. And his mom is like stunned because he's walking, he's walking and moving. And also yeah. talking to no one. But don't worry about it, mom. <laughs> his okay, mom, mom is like, what the fuck? So he has to tell his mom everything yes. about this shit he did to his body. Yeah. So he's like, uh, I. the reason I couldn't tell you is because I, I in order to NDA, get this. Mom. <laughs> right. I had to sign off saying I wouldn't do any like i wouldn't tell anybody and i would have to keep it a secret and she Um, she says these interesting lines here where she's like aren't you happy now like asha would be so happy for you if you could kind of move on and it's really sad because like obviously he has not moved on at all like he basically now he can walk but he hasn't taken advantage of it at all really except to go on this murder murder spree that's it that's like the first thing he did and that's just all he's been doing the two the lines are she says um aren't she's like aren't you happy now and he says well i can walk yes so it's like he's not uh yeah he's not happy it's almost like that wasn't really the problem gray it's almost yeah. like maybe your mental health was what was going on. But <laughs> well, all right, there's a, buddy. There's a weird moment where like Stem is like, well, the report says you have mild PTSD. I was like, yeah. mild? I'm like mild? He's, yeah. he's deeply, he's trying to it's kill like, himself. Extremely like, fucked up. Like the right. guy needs a lot of help that he's not right. getting. I, I guess in the future there aren't therapists. Like, Apparently I don't know. Apparently not. I don't yeah. know. I mean, th- this is like a classic male violence movie that is just, it doesn't work if anyone gets therapy. Like that's always how these movies are right like right, it's right. never you're if you get therapy you, the movie doesn't happen then you're That's just true. fine you move on with your life hopefully you don't discover the underground cyborg ring that tried to kill your wife and you never find out that the robot can talk and then everyone's just kind of annoyed at you that you didn't do the things you were supposed to do <laughs> That's true it doesn't really make for for an interesting yeah. plot yeah well whatever <laughs> so then uh then we see a brief shot of uh teen lawn and is in his cave and he uh-huh. and his cloud is raining <laughs> his cloud his is storming mood cloud that he has his pet cloud that'd be cool to have a mood like a mood ring but a mood cloud i think that uh, maybe is what it is i don't know or it's just a maybe. pet cloud that he's like i want it to rain now and it shall rain <laughs> yeah but it's raining uh and he's looking freaked out and upset mm-hmm. uh and we see his computer says like signal lost or whatever Beep, and it's boop. like oh yeah stem is gone now and that's stem, bad stem is on stem zone uh so then um cortez drops by the old house mm-hmm. and it's like, hey, like hey a bunch more people died <laughs> And what's really weird is your wheelchair was like right next to the place where it happened. Right. So weird. Do you have anything you want to say about that? Anything you want to tell me? Uh, And Gray is like, oh man, actually, so I did go to that bar and I got beat up there, but luckily... um, Some people got me into an auto taxi and got me home and everything's Mm -hmm. fine now. But yeah, anyway, don't know what happened with the dead guy. <laughs> so weird. That's so crazy. Yeah. Uh, I'm so tired. Um, yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, we see very subtly Cortez plant something on his jacket. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, um, yeah, Gray's like, I don't know what's going on, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Cortez is like, fucking fine, bye. <laughs> Yeah. And his mom is like staring at him like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And just being like, I know that something else is going on, but his her right. son isn't telling her anything. So what can right. she really do there? So Gray sits up in bed and he holds his head in his hands. He's like, we, we have to stop doing this. We're going to get caught. We can't do this anymore. I got to stop. Yeah. Um, 
And Stem is like arguing with him. He's like, no, we have to go fuck those guys up. And he's like, no, get out of my head. And so he... Are we seeing the cutaways at this point to Cortez in her car listening to this? Because it's established like pretty soon that that's what yeah. she's doing. Well, yeah, but yeah. She's, me, she's, she hears this whole conversation in her yeah. car and she's taking notes. Uh, so then he, he screams, get out of my head. And then he falls back onto his bed. Yeah. And he's like, what's happening? What are you doing? And Stem's like, I'm not doing anything. Uh, you told me still... to stop. And right. So now you can't move anymore. You can't move unless I tell your limbs to move. So right, I can and remove like... my powers at any time. Fuck you. Right. Um, and he reveals Stem is like what that hacker did was um, remove the controls that Teen Lon had, but also gave me autonomy. Yeah. So I don't need your permission to do shit anymore. Yeah. And we're like, oh boy. Yeah, um, so then, like, is the hacker maybe a bad character? I don't know. I don't think so, because I, I think cause the hacker just did literally what was written on his arm. Yeah. And and what he told and them to And I guess do. what was written on his arm was what Stem wanted. So yes. Stem wants autonomy, so therefore that's why right. he told Gray to do that. So, yeah. Okay, right. I guess that makes sense. Anyway. So he doesn't need permission anymore, and he's like, I'm taking over your body. We're going to go find Fisk. Mm-hmm. I have his address here. Let's do this. And so he, like, makes... It's creepy now, because he, like, makes him stand up and put on his jacket, and, like, yeah. he can't do anything. And he's putting the gun in his pants and stuff, in his back yeah. belt, and his right. mom is watching him. Yeah. And Gray just doesn't say anything, because he's just, like, horrified, I well, guess. He says, he's like, I don't have a choice. Yeah. And, and his mom like, is like, stop, what are you doing? I can see that gun. Like, why are you putting that in? What are you doing? And like, she's horrified. But also Cortez can overhear mm-hmm. this conversation. And she's like writing it down, befuddled. Like, I don't have a choice. Was that mean? And all this and trying to put it together. It's interesting. Right. Then we got a car chase scene. He's in his, his cool car. She follows him. Cortez she follows him, him in her cop car. Mm-hmm. she also doesn't drive an electronic car i don't know right. why just a character choice i guess but she doesn't I drive guess. an automatic car she drives an old school car i guess right so stem is like i can't i can't control you can't either your car, it. so i yeah. can't help you um and then so they're driving and it's like woo car chase car chase and then stem's like well maybe i can help you here hold on a second and then he takes over another guy's car mm-hmm. and uses it to crash into cortez yes and as soon as that happened i was like Huh. Wait, in what way? Because the car crash at the beginning. I was like, oh, Stem oh, can just yeah, take yeah, over yeah. cars Completely, like that. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, oh, it turns out that Stem can take over an automatic car. Okay, right. fuck. Yeah. Also, did that guy die? Because that was a pretty... I think so, yeah. 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 So we're like, oh, boy. Uh, Cortez doesn't die. She gets out of her car and, and looks it off into the distance like, fuck. Yeah. Uh, and she runs back to um, his house to talk to the mom. Like, okay, you need to tell me what the fuck is going on. Yes. And presumably the mom does, although it cuts away. Yeah. But the mom's worried enough at this point that fuck the NDA, you know? Hell yeah. Uh, so Gray gets to Fisk's house. Um, and he's <laughs> waiting there once Fisk arrives. And he's like, ha ha. <laughs> I've got you now. And he's like, tell me what I want to know. And basically, uh, Fisk is like, hey, um, so it was a, I was hired. It was a job. Yeah. And uh, he reveals he was a vet who was experimented on. 
Yes, this was the line I guess I was spacing out for because yeah, I, didn't I think care. he said something like we were their guinea pigs or something, oh, okay, and they're blah blah yeah. blah. Basically, but he reveals I kind he was of experimenting. Remember that, but I guess I just didn't put it fully together as being a justification yeah. for anything <laughs> we had seen. But it kind of makes sense. So he reveals that, but then he also is like. I gave you a gift yeah, uh, because I gave you an opportunity to be better and faster and stronger. And now we're like, you and me are like on the same level and we should be buds. We should like pair up and be buddies and be yeah, friends. So this is where I was like, so is it supposed to be like Fisk arranged for him to have this put into his body? But I didn't friends. buy it. And so I was like, okay, so it's going to turn out that Tina Lon is definitely involved, which is what I had thought all along anyway. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what's going to be revealed ish. Yeah. But- and he says the job wasn't to kill Asha. It mm-hmm. was to specifically to sever his spine. Yes. To and force him into... Because they somehow knew that Grey was gonna... How could they have predicted that? But whatever, fine. We're supposed <laughs> to believe that we somehow knew that Grey would have those specific emotional reactions and... Uh, sure, I don't know. I don't anyway. Know. Don't th- this movie begs a lot on that. It, like, yeah. Grey can't go to therapy because he needs to have a breakdown and put a cyborg <laughs> in his neck so that he mm-hmm. can be robot man. Because right. that's how it has to happen in order for the movie to work. Sure. Yeah. I get it's kind of a shitty assumption that Gray wouldn't have a future that didn't involve him. Yes. That is what the movie was saying is that like because you got shot in the spine and watched your wife die, you will automatically have the reaction where you see no other choice other than putting stem into your body. That's what you will do. The rest of the movie is like banking on that and just being like, yeah, of course, anyone would do that. Of course. It's like, right. Well, maybe. I don't know. Or maybe uh, not. (laughs) Anyway. uh, And so so Fisk is like, let's be friends. And uh, (laughs) he's like, no, we're not going to be friends. We're going to you and I are going to fight. And so. But they're like perfectly equally matched. seemingly. And so it's like this very matrixy fight, like Agent Smith-esque, where like every hit is connected with every other hit. And it's yeah, it's yeah. That's the sound effect that's happening the whole time. Is oh, speaking of sound effects, I was annoyed that uh, Gray's body makes whirring sounds. Yeah, what the hell? Because it's just a single chip. It's not like his whole body is a robo body now. I, I was like, like I get it. It's an effect, but also like it annoyed me because I'm it like, is I... the sound effects during the fights are a bit much too. Like it yeah. gets a little corny at points. Yeah, it would have been I'm fine like... with just some cool music because there's plenty of cool music in this. But right, yeah. Whatever. Anyway, I I just wanted to say that I was <laughs> like, there's there's really cool whirring sounds in Ex Machina when yes, um so when the cool. robots move. I know, but they're robots. Like they're and, actually and I would kind of buy it for the other cyborg characters because like they have yeah other they have so much shit going inside on. of them. Yeah, but yeah, anyway. we know it's just like a single little my, a little chip, chippy mm-hmm. chip, whatever. Yeah. So they have a fight and they're like, and Stem's like, oh shit, he's evenly He's mad. super good. We can't right. beat him. Oh no. Oh no. He's like, help me, Gray. And, but also uh, this is the part where Fisk is like, I could kill you if I wanted to with just a breath. And it's like, okay. Wait, did you so... see the part during the fight where all of a sudden Fisk goes, <laughs> yeah. did you see that? But then <laughs> it doesn't was... matter though. <laughs> because I think Stem was going, Stem said, nanobots or something like yeah. that Did and they then dodge it or something i don't remember it i think they dodged it i don't know it's crazy I, it's goofy at some point they're like yeah the nanobots exist but also fisk is like i could just kill you and i've been choosing not to kill you like as he's like right. he finally gets gray into a position where 
he can kill Gray. And he's like holding out, Fisk is holding out his gun arm and his pointing arm it gun, at Gray's yeah. head. And Gray is like, Stem, come on. And Stem is like, no alternate options or whatever he says. <laughs> and me. so they're like just going to die, I guess. Right. And but then Gray has the idea to start getting him really emotional. Gray uses his humanity, which is like yeah. the only tool he has Ooh, left, is capitalizing football, on Fisk being a human and making yeah. babies, etc. Uh, so he starts, he realizes that the first guy he killed was the Fisk's brother. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that was your brother. Oh, wow. Um, he really, I really killed he him good. He just died like a pussy or whatever. And just yeah. like talks down to I him. and split his head open. He fucking shit. cried and it was just yeah. pathetic. He wasn't much of a soldier then yeah, or something yeah. like that. Stuff like that. He's basically trash talking him to get Fisk to have an emotional reaction which, which he does. then stem takes advantage of and like like fisk like wails into him with like a big hit or something that's like not cyborg designed i don't fucking right. know it works for some <laughs> reason and stem yeah. manages to take advantage of it and kill fisk yeah in a disgusting way as is custom <laughs> right he throws it back onto a shard of glass and it goes through his head and it's yeah. like Ugh. gross but fine. And we sure. see we see his robot eyes like flashing yeah. as he dies. It's like, all right. Yeah. So he's dead zone. Oh, uh, bummer. I mean, is it a bummer? I was like, thank God. I don't need I this character him. in my life. I was, like, I was like, this guy makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's the only character in this movie I can relate to. So sneezy. I was really upset about yeah. <laughs> All sneezy. Sneezy Fisk. All sneezy Fisk. <laughs> Jesus With Christ. his death sneezes. That was uh, dumb. I'm like still upset so about the death sneeze. so dumb because it doesn't matter. Oh, I'm just upset sneeze. about this movie introducing shit that doesn't then matter. But it's fine. Yeah. So Anyway. So then Stem's like, oh, good job, buddy. Uh, let's we did check it. his phone earpiece thing. Yeah. See this is the thing where that's now something characters can do is check each other's fucking phones again. Whatever. So yeah. He does that and then gets information from it somehow. He, fi- well, oh, he finds a message like- from fucking Tina Lon. Yeah. And Tina Lon is like, hello, it's me, Tina Lon. <laughs> Kill Gray. Kill him or something. Yeah. You need to take care of him before he kills both of us. Yeah. And we're like, what? Tina okay. Lon is involved. I'm yeah. shocked to learn this, we think. <laughs> <laughs> and Stem me. is like, you know what this means. We gotta go kill that bitch. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so there's like a get ready, let's fuck him up music. So he yeah. like goes over to the little rock thing. Which mm-hmm. like, does he have locks on his house? I don't know. Or is I it just know. an open stairwell for whatever? Or is it just like at this point, Elon is like, I accept death because the next stuff that happens, I like, I don't even know. Like, I feel like maybe yeah. he just is accepting it. You know, I guess. So Gray comes down. There's two guards. He quickly dispatches. Yeah. With a gun. He walks through the, the like trees and then he walks up to Elon and is like, hey, I found this fucking message and I hate you. <laughs> well, he says, he says the thing you spent your whole life, ma- the widget you spent your whole life making is here to kill you or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, uh, sure. And Elon is like shaking and he's like, I, I didn't do anything. He's like, you <laughs> killed my wife. Yeah. He's like, I didn't have anything to do with that. And yeah. then Cortez shows up and she's like, drop it. Drop the gun. I'll fucking shoot. Yeah. She's got her gun drawn. And so we're like, oh, so Tina Lon called the cops and now he's going to be taking well, Gray I think in. Cortez found out the information through the mom and then went to, to Teen Lon's. Yeah. Um, 
whatever. I guess, yeah. But then Gray is also like, I'm not in control. Stem, you have to drop the gun. And yeah. Stem finally drops the gun. Mm-hmm. And Stem also puts his hands behind his head and like does right. lies down on the ground. And then Cortez goes over to handcuff him. And that's when Stem freaks back out and starts fighting her. Yeah. And Tinalon is like, don't touch him. And like knows that shit is going to go wrong, but it doesn't right. matter. And um, then Stem tries to kill her. Yeah. He starts choking her and Gray freaks out. And he's like, no, stop. Not her. Like, stop. And he starts fighting him. Because cops are good. And so we shouldn't. <laughs> I, I don't know. It was really hard for me to care about this final scene yeah. because I wasn't really rooting for anybody in this movie. So I was kind of like, I don't know Whatever. what I'm supposed to think. I was kind of rooting for Gray, I guess, to get right. out of it somehow. Yeah. But. Yeah, anyway. But anyway, so <laughs> we'll and then Stem is, or not. <laughs> Stem is like, don't fight me. Your brain is a fragile thing. It might break or something yes. like that. And we're yeah. like, okay. Interesting. Uh, so, but he manages to get out of it and not choke Cortez, at right. least for now. And then uh, Stem tries to stab her. And to avoid stabbing her, Grace stabs his own hand. Yeah. To stop. And then then they're fighting again, fighting again. And then Gray's like, taser me. So, so I'll stop. To Cortez. And right. that somehow does something like it fucks with the stem implant i guess right i don't so know he, why like, collapses, it would but it Cortez does collapses yeah everybody uh, collapses everybody collapses <laughs> teen is just standing there watching all of this being really unhelpful and not right. like doing well, anything well then he grabs a gun he aims it at gray mm-hmm. and he's like this is when i reveal everything <laughs> this um, is when i reveal this shit so turns out I didn't do anything. Stem yes. was the real CEO of my Stem, company. Right. Stem has been running Vessel for years now. Yeah, I uh, created somebody far smarter than me to pass on my legacy to, and it's Stem. And Stem was the one who picked you and saw yeah. you that day with Asha and was like, I want that one. I want it with <laughs> that man's body because he doesn't have any robot shit inside of him and he mm-hmm. likes football, and that's what I want. <laughs> and baby. <laughs> The head babies and i want and to we take see, over his we brain s- we see like a repeat of like those old scenes and he's and uh teen lon has an earpiece with stem's voice yeah telling like him stem what to was do. controlling elon i guess kind of not fully control i don't know no. what we're supposed to extrapolate per se but like but- telling him what to do and there's all these other like phone calls between Stem and Alon that were shown throughout the movie where Stem is like, it's going great. Everything is according <laughs> to plan. And and like, I guess you're supposed to rewatch if you were to rewatch the movie, you're supposed to assume that actually Elon knew everything. I don't know. I don't I I found it stupid, but I didn't yeah. predict that. So I was like, I don't okay. know how much I don't know how much Teen Lon knew of Stem's plan. I don't either, really, and they don't really like, tell us. It and seemed like at some point when he was trying to shut him down, he was he realized Stem was getting too powerful or something. I guess so, but also like why did they hire those cyborg guys to do the job? Did they just Or did, did Stem that even hire matter? them on his own? Why did Stem hire them and then what was it just like those were people that Stem wanted to kill anyway? And if so, why? Was that ever he did, explained? He did want to kill them because uh, Stem says he killed the modded guys. Yeah. Because they would lead back to him existing. Right? Yeah. But why, though? I guess. Yeah. So I never understood, like, how Cobalt and Vessel were connected, if they were. There right. was these two different companies. and Because were they? Because there's presumably the vets are all Cobalt guys. Yeah, so how do they lead back to STEM? Right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't really 
make any sense. <laughs> it's like there's pages missing or something. Yeah. And it's presented as this like cool reveal at the end where it's like it was STEM oh. all along and he mm-hmm. fucking was in charge and machinated all of it. And it's like, but okay, how and why? Yeah. And who was on his side? Also, and- if, if Teen Lon is telling the truth that he didn't have anything to do with the killing, how did STEM like orchestrate the killing well he could have taken over the car we know that part he could take it maybe can he take over phone calls can he be like hey (laughs) (laughs) maybe i mean did stem commission the group of cyborgs to kill asha and shoot gray in the back knowing that later gray would want to kill them them but then how far did Stem think that was going to go? Like, was he like, and then Gray will discover who I really am. But by that point, I will have taken over his entire body because we will have mm. done the hacker scene. Like, it's like, he fucking had all these flow charts where he's like, okay, so this is going to happen and then this and this. And we're just supposed to go with it. It's I guess. very, it's very Joker, Dark Knight. Joker, Gone Girl, etc. Yes, There's a lot of yes. charts. I, I don't know. And since he's a super powered robot character, I guess I buy yeah. it. But I don't get why the cyborgs are in the movie. I just right. don't understand understand why they're there other than like cool fight scenes yes that's it that's the only reason yeah the nanobots were so cool i'm so (laughs) glad they kept that shit in there it's definitely the coolest uh yeah i guess the big question is like why did stem want them dead yes that's not answered other than him saying it would lead back to me but it's not clear how or why so anyway we aren't done with the movie yet there's more to come and stem Stem takes over like the sound system in the cavern and (laughs) And it's like everyone can hear stem which i guess is good like now they can all hear his stupid bullshit while he's monologuing his final villain monologue revealing all of this Vinyl is vinyl monologue. It's on vinyl because Stem loves humans. <laughs> no, he doesn't. It turns out he hates no. humans. Yes. So uh, he gets up and he stabs Tian Lan in the face. With I don't know the... why, though. Like, Tian Lan isn't even trying to stop him. Oh, I guess he has the gun now, so it's bad. Yeah. So he kills him and then uh, Gray is like, no, you can't. Oh, uh, Stem tries to kill the cop. And yes. Gray's like, no. And Gray can't keeps kill. trying to push his arm away so right. that he doesn't kill her. So and he's finally, doing it for now, but then. Finally, Gray tries to shoot himself. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, cut to. He wakes Him up, waking in, a up in a hospital bed. bed. And we're like, why? What's happening? And and he can move. But, yes. but he doesn't hear STEM. And then Asha runs in. She's like, oh, we were in an accident. I was so worried. And it's like, what is happening? <laughs> and the lighting is like super bright and angelic. and But yeah. it still seems real-ish. Right. And she's just like stroking him. And he looks like, wow, I can't believe this. But he's also like kind of allowing himself to believe it. Right. As he cuddles her. And they're like together on the bed and... As mm-hmm. the audience were like, what the fuck? At like, first no I was like, if, real. was that all a dream? Oh, I thought that too. I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck this. Like, extremely fuck this movie if this is what they're doing. Like, no, thank you. No mm-hmm. thanks to no. that. But, but no. It, it turns out Gray's brain is that. just don't worry. broken. It's actually, I don't like the ending they do pick. No. His so. brain has, has just collapsed it on itself, and Stem has basically put him in like a simulation. Yes. Uh, and taken over his body and has taken over his speech now. Yeah. Uh, and is like talking to Cortez. He's like, Well, Gray's gone now, bitch. I'm here. <laughs> And um, now I'm going to kill you. And then he does. He just goes he ahead and shoots Cortez. It's very anticlimactic. She just dies. Yeah. And then he walks out of the cavern. And he's like, da, da, ba, da, ba, ba. As he's like monologuing to himself, he's like, 
Yeah, this big band brass. <laughs> he, he takes out a vinyl record and he puts on some big band music and it's like and then Stem is like, I hate humans. I can't wait to finally kill them all, which is mm-hmm. my motivation, is killing humans and I'm mm-hmm. gonna do it and now I can do it unchecked because Grey lives in a simulation and he'll never come out again and then mm-hmm. credits, that's it. That's fucking That's the it. movie. Yeah. I get like we don't but, really but know what I don't uh, like that ending though. That's it. Yeah. That's well, where we you're gonna leave me? We don't know what Stem's plan is from then on out. Killing um, people, I guess. Just I killing guess. everyone. Yeah. Taking over the world. I, I guess we're supposed to think he's just gonna take over the entire world and just kill all humans. I mean, that was mm, kind of what he was yeah. saying at the end there. He was like, uh, the meat sacks will die. Like he just has a fucking <laughs> And monologue where he's like, and really what I have to say here is how much I hate humans. The end. <laughs> and he looks directly into the camera and then he stabs you. <laughs> it's like, okay. That was weird. Yeah, that was a weird call. Yeah, um, I don't I don't like this ending even though I like robot shit. Like, it's yeah. like a bad ex machina where the yeah. robot character is not relatable. You have no real no. reason to care about them killing the characters they're killing. And it mm-hmm. ending with them winning doesn't matter because you don't care about anything that's happened and it's stupid the only character i was rooting for was gray and his ending sucks so okay yeah (laughs) i don't know yeah i think we're supposed to as an audience i think we're supposed to sit there like wow tech is so spooky and what's you know what you never should have put a fucking robot in your neck don't do it but anyone would do that because they would want to walk again and they would try experimental technology in order to do so anyone would do that and then they would end up in this exact situation which would be bad and that's why you shouldn't use assistive technology (laughs) question mark like i don't know what that is the messaging is a little muddled if there is messaging i don't Um, think there is really yeah I, I i guess it's just supposed to be like wow that was a spooky time for everyone like i don't i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't know i was really disappointed that this movie didn't say anything about any of the stuff it was introducing no, at all and, nothing and about the military nothing about the police state right. nothing about these hacker circles that are cool and like what are they up to in this world and right. like the bar situation with the politics of that and people being against tech or for none of that is delved in on there's no lines about any of those things like we don't know anything it's annoying that it it skirts like it it uses all these kind of issues and themes as a backdrop but it doesn't really engage with them in in any way that's particularly meaningful yeah Um, it's just sad it's a little frustrating i just i don't know and i feel like venom managed to be such a simple movie but still like in such a fun way like it had a really straightforward thing it wanted to say about like just the excesses of capitalism and even technology but like was really respond and even about like experimenting on people like all of those themes are in venom and they're like spelled out really concretely and being like right here are the villains of this movie these people here are <laughs> heroes these people and like that's fine a movie can just do that this movie yeah. didn't even want to do that we don't no. really know who any of the villains are i mean i guess stem is and that's kind of interesting but mm-hmm. then what else like what how I, did- well i think it's i think it's really i don't think it's that interesting to have just like a, a robot computer as your villain like there's not yeah. a lot to really engage with like there's there wasn't much characterization or anything i know and i mean that's kind of why ex machina is also better because the robots are intelligent enough that they 
can have feelings and like complex emotions, but Stem doesn't. He's no. never shown to have any feelings. He's completely nothing. Like he's not even yeah. really a character at he's all. He's just a machine. So right. then who cares? Like what? Uh, uh, anyway, I'm tired and Venom yeah. is a great movie and this movie Venom's isn't great. very good, I think. Well, what I liked about Venom too is that there's a contrast between kind of the really icky experimentation and like exploitation of people versus like the, the consensual yeah. like collaboration between <laughs> Venom yeah. and <laughs> Venom and Eddie falling in love and yeah, mutually supporting each other. And yeah. I was kind of hoping that that would happen in this movie. So here's what right. I wanted to happen. I wanted it to be a story about the cranky everyman realizing that tech can be amazing in certain scenarios, especially like sort of to aid with his disability. I was hoping for that to be the story would be mm-hmm. more complicated. And he'd be like, there are things about tech that are evil and like shitty when people co-opt it for their own ends and the police state is fucked up. And like maybe the movie comments on that in some way but there are also things about technology that are really helpful and like i'm gonna become a superhero that uses technology even though i have these mixed feelings about it like that would have been really cool and that was actually what i thought this movie was gonna do because they set up this character as being so critical of technology at the beginning but you know he's gonna get this upgrade and suddenly it'll become a part of him whether he likes it or not or whatever that's how i thought Mm -hmm. it was gonna go and i was like that's really cool and maybe he and the robot will become friends but it'll be like a weird friendship and I don't know. That would have been such a better movie, I think. And yeah, I'm just I, well, sad I think it wasn't there's, that. There's like hints at that movie because there's like robot man hijinks and like. Yeah, but then at the end, it's like those are bad, and any fun that we had together was actually evil because STEM <laughs> is lie. horrible. And like that's okay. That's a horror movie instead of not. It's a body horror right. thing. But this horror movie isn't really exposing any horror that I think is interesting. I find yeah. it far more horrifying. All the other things in the movie that are supposedly fine. <laughs> right. Like the movie isn't condemning the fucking drones at all. No, or like no. the fact that everybody has chips in their heads or that they're getting tattooed by the government with their own addresses. And yeah. I guess you can never move any again <laughs> if you have that tattoo. You just have to live in your government issued house and wait to die. Like, I don't know. Like, what is this reality? It seems shitty but it doesn't it's not expanded on at all and i think that's shitty and sad anyway yeah no i agree i agree i think i think there's a lot of potential here and i think there's i think there's a lot of cool visual effects there's a lot of cool stuff going on uh, but i don't think it gets to any kind of deeper anything i agree but i'm still glad we watched these movies together because i thought it was pretty fun to watch this movie while thinking about venom which is a better film and by the time these episodes come out it'll be out it already is out on dvd so you can just watch it so they they turn that thing around like so fast is that like december very well is the real answer to that (laughs) we are some of the only people who liked that movie so they just but they're making a sequel thank god i'm excited just let tom hardy just run wild in a sound studio by himself and just fucking to be fair though the last time they let Tom Hardy run wild he made that like weird show that no one watched <laughs> yeah I don't know maybe he needs somebody to help him you might need know. a little bit of direction but uh, yeah you're probably right yeah. yeah don't let him do it alone maybe like other people are there <laughs> someone help him <laughs> yeah I'm excited to see what it is anyway yeah. we have a patreon I've we forgot do. to look up the five dollar people again but if you pledge five (laughs) dollars we'll give you a shout out and i will give you a shout out right here in the show if you did that 
Hey, so there aren't any new people because I actually edited the Venom episode and this upgrade episode right in a row, one after the other. Anyway, I guess I'll just add in whatever the new shout outs are that come in on the next episode. Thanks again to our backers. But we have a bunch of other tiers. I think we're actually going to change the $10 tier. Should we just go ahead yeah. and say that we're going to do that now? Because yeah. uh, there's a lot of people who pledge $10, but then ordinarily a $10 tier used to be that Marilyn's dad and Marilyn and I would review a movie for people. But a lot of times people don't even know what movies to suggest or they don't ever get around to it. And also sometimes people want us to review movies we haven't seen and it just ended up not really working. So... What we're going to do instead mm-hmm. is just review whatever movies we want. And if you want to see, read those reviews at the $10 tier. They'll just be short little mini reviews. But if you can afford to check out that tier, then we'll have some little reviews for you there. And maybe Mary Ellen's dad will also review some stuff. I don't know. We'll maybe include him. I don't know. I don't we'll know what out. he's doing these days. Yeah. He's, yeah maybe he'll make some man. cameos in that tier. But that that seems like a better $10 value yeah. than it'll not. Be like, it'll be like extras and... Yeah, you know, whatever. just like extra shit. We're still figuring it out, but it'll st- probably still be like, you know, there are lots of times when Mary Ellen and I watch something and we don't want to record a whole podcast about it, but maybe we have some quick thoughts on it that we want to hammer out into mm-hmm. the world. And so that'll be what that tier is. And uh, we've got other cool tiers. There's there's one where you can get the soundtrack for the show and other shit like that. So definitely check out the Patreon if you can afford to. Um, and we have an and email thank address. You. And thank, thank you, you so much who's, for, who's for everybody who's, so far. who's contributing. It's awesome. And we have an email address, which is let's watch two movies at gmail.com. And you can send us suggestions or questions or whatever. And every now and then we read emails on the show. So if you email us, you should bear in mind that may happen, but we don't always do it. So who knows? And we're on Twitter at let's watch two. I'm at Mitty Myers. I'm at Alyssa Caliente. And we did and it. That's the show. Wow. Until next time. We'll, we'll be, be watching, watching two, two movies. movies. <laughs> Still the tagline for this wonderful show that's never done anything wrong. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs>